welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast, or special episode of the Shellheads podcast. I'm your host, Sergio. I'm here with your other host, Jeff. Jeff, how's it going? Hola. It's going very well, Sergio. How's it going for you? It's going great. It's going great. Uh, here's where we banter back and forth. We're not doing that this time because we have a special guest, Jeff. We do. Yes, uh, we have Mr. Keith McGuffey from the Ninja Turtle Power Hour podcast. Uh, Keith, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. Yeah, I, I, I figured this is such a special uh, time in Turtles history. You know, we have a, we have a brand new movie coming up. Uh, we need to, to, to discuss Turtles with, with someone we've never discussed Turtles with before that I know for a fact knows a lot about Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I, I, it does consume a, an exorbitant amount of my free time, Ninja Turtles does. So I, I'm, a, I'm grateful to be able to get it out to other people and not just keep it in my own head. So thank you for that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's not good for you to, to no, keep it no, in no. your head. It is like it's an exciting time. Like it kind of feels like Turtle Mania is almost back. Like we got so many toys coming out now, a new movie. Um, I, I heard there's a new series on the on the horizon. Last Ronin's been huge. Like it's a great product. Turtles fan food products. Yeah, that's how you know something has really just kind of taken over, at least temporarily, is when there's a snack cake. Right. <laughs> Uh, so, okay, okay, well, now that we're introduced, now that we're, we, we've got the engine running, uh, Jeff, let's just get into to, to, to what we do here. What's, what's the first segment? And now it's time to check what's in that bodacious box! Uh, Keith, I, you're, you're new here. Uh, I guess to, to explain what this is, is uh, we talk about news and we talk about, you know, whatever we're going to, the main topic is, but we wanted a segment to where we could just talk about something that we have gotten our hands on, something that we've bought, uh, something that we're able to give a proper rundown of our opinion on because we've actually purchased it. And so that's what this is. It's basically what's in our mailbox, what we what, you know, what, what we've got. I got a lot. Uh, but I'm, the thing I'm going to focus on is I have almost all of the Mutant Mayhem uh, mainline figures. The, the only one that I'm missing, and I, and I think I'm missing it for a reason, is April. Uh, I, I don't think April is in a single pack right now. Yeah, I think you can only get her in that like weird six pack that's like the Turtles April and Bebop. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 kind of upsetting. I, the, the, the weird collector in me wants to collect all of these things exactly the same way as I've done all of the other series. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not going to buy that. that stupid like five six five or six packages for april but i might have to that's a shame it's not cool like <laughs> like it's kind of like that mentality of and it's it, the reference is it's going to sound like it's it's dated but it's like because girl toys don't sell in the sense of look at the old toy lines like how many mm-hmm. you know like transformer centurions you know uh uh gi joe you didn't have a whole lot of female characters yeah like that's that six pack is weird though too because like i would expect it to come with bebop and rocksteady not mm-hmm. just bebop you know what like why do they put april in in that i i, I don't, I don't really know. understand it uh your your logic is sound jeff it really is yeah. um like any other turtles iteration had they chose to not do a single pack of april it would make sense because no, no one's gonna buy that but in the environment that we live in right now, where mm-hmm. you can point to that and say, why isn't the girl person getting a, you know, a, a single pack? Why would they not do that? Yeah. 
you know, it, 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 it seems like a weird choice. But she's this April does seem to be the most polarizing part of this film so far. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're not going to go into that. I'm, I'm sure, you know, we'll have more to talk, talk about that once we see the film. Uh, but that might have something to do with it. I don't know. Neither, you know, none of us work for Playmates, but uh, that's basically what's in my box. Uh, I am more impressed with these toys than I thought I was going to be. Uh, they're still Playmates quality. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> do you have the whole spread of like the, the baby turtles and the like the skies turtles, like the Spock Donatello and the Spaceman Raph and all that? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I, I, like I've got the, the four turtles, got Splinter. Superfly, Bebop, Rocksteady, Leatherhead, you know, the, 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 the I guess the main cast. Yeah. Um, I, I'm assuming at some point there'll be a second wave with like Scumbug and Genghis and all the other characters we've seen, but don't have toys yet. I, I would hope so. Maybe that's where April will, 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 you know, fall in. I don't know. Uh, I hope so. yeah. as, yeah. as for those turtles in disguise, I, I, I have a theory. Oh, like I, I have a theory that, you know, those turtles in disguise are, are they're clearly an homage to old Playmates figures. Mm-hmm. I have a theory that somewhere in the movie they dress up for Halloween or something. I, you know, I was thinking the same thing mm-hmm. <laughs> at one point. I was like, we, we, cause now we've seen like ads of them in high school. I'm like, I wonder if they go to like a costume party or something and that's how they dress up. That, I, I would love to have called that, but who knows? It could go either way. That'd be very cool. Yeah. Do you have a favorite toy of the line you've collected so far? Um, hmm. Probably Leonardo. Okay. He's not my favorite turtle, but like of, of those, the, of the playmates releases for this film, Leo is the one that I like, I don't like Donnie's glasses. I don't like Michelangelo's braces. I don't like Raphael's mask or his bandana thing. Uh, Leo is kind of the, the generic turtle, mm-hmm. which I, I hate to put him that way, but but he, <laughs> he he carries he carries the brand really well on that. Yeah, figure. it is weird that we've like the last three iterations of turtles, the the Michael Bay ones, the Rise ones, and now these ones. Raphael has had that skullcap bandana. Like it's <sighs> it's become like so common that it's it's not rebellious anymore, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to sit down with someone at Nickelodeon and and really pick their brain as to why that's a thing now. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I like when they used them like in Mirage comics, like it was when they were younger that they used those caps and they kind of grew out of them into the, the straight bandana. I thought that was a cool transition, but I don't, I don't understand why like one or two of them will have it. It, it kind of, I don't know. I, I don't like the way it looks necessarily. So yeah, I've, I've never liked the way it looks. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like it in uh next mutation, next mutation. He, I, I think it was Raphael that had, had it had the full head. And I was just like that. This was show it, already looks. Was dumb. it Don? Extra Donatello. Was it Don? I think Don and oh, Mike yeah, it was both Don had it. Raphael's was torn. Yeah. That's how his was cool. Right. And that's that's also kind of made it come back in, in some comics. Like Freddie Williams will draw it torn and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but how's all the all the torn part like stick to the face? Does he just like glue it to his face or? I don't know. <laughs> These are the things that keep me up at night, man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So like is Leo and Don had the full mask, the full uh and then uh Michelangelo had almost full with like the dome piece cut out. Yeah, because it, it went like under his chin, didn't it? Yeah, it's so oh, freaking weird. Oh, that, yeah. 
that I forgot how bad that that shows masks were. Okay. Didn't Donatello like have a an open space between his eyes too? Like he didn't have two eye holes. He has he has like one cyclops hole that both of his eyes fit in basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are uh, weird, wild designs. <laughs> Thank, thanks for that. Thanks for that. I didn't. I did not need that. Uh, so that's what's in my box. Uh, Keith, welcome to the show. What's in your box? Yeah, I, I got two things for you. I got something old and something new that I picked up recently. Uh, so the old is uh, the Archie TMNT Adventure Special, the summer 1994 issue. Um, there's two stories in it featuring Headrush the Mole, who's like an original character. Um, I don't think he's ever appeared anywhere else, and frankly, he's not that interesting. Uh, there's two stories in it, uh, both written by Paul Castagila. I'm sorry if I messed that name up. I don't really know that name. Um, but what's interesting, the first first story has art by Gary Fields, who's like the letterer for basically the entire series. So it's cool to see him do the art. Um, the cover cool. is by Jeff Smith, who's the guy who made Bone. I don't know if you all are into. Uh, yes, I'm well like aware. Yeah. Yeah. So cover by Jeff Smith. I think that might be the only time he's ever done Team and T work. And then. Uh, the big gem for me is the second story in this has art by Stan Sakai. And I think this might be the only time he's done just a TMNT story that doesn't have Miyamoto Usagi from Usagi Yojimbo. So that's kind of a cool little nugget in that book. Um, I picked it up just to fill a hole in my collection. I was like, man, this is a, this is really a gem with the creators on it. So that, that uh, it has been literally 20 years since I've cracked that book open. So that that's really cool. Uh, at some po- at some point we're gonna dive into the 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 Archie's like specials. There's just so many of them and the stories are so inconsistent. Yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that that's a, that's a good get. Uh, something new I got. Um, speaking of of food products related to Ninja Turtles, um, I have here TMNT Mutant Mayhem Turtle Power Gummy Candy Pizza. It's a small little pizza. Um, I got a big bag of them. There's like there's like 30 of these things in there. They're and I I reading right off the box. They are fruit flavored, not a specific type of fruit, just generic fruit. Um, I haven't tried these yet, so I'm going to for for your entertainment live on air on this Ooh. pre-recorded show. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat this for you and tell you what I think of it. Okay. Oh, Shellheads exclusive. Yeah. But, now bear with me as I uh, crinkle this wrapper right next to the microphone for a minute. They they, they taste like the elusive pizza fruit. Right. Yes. Growing deep in the Amazon. Pizza berries. Okay. All right. It vaguely looks like a pizza. Has four little segments. Let me take a bite of this guy. Oh. It is very dry and spongy. (laughs) I do not know what type of fruit this is. Um. It's a little chalky too. That's that's interesting. I would not recommend this, guys. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, the the last th- way you want to describe a gummy is chalky. Yeah. Dry and chalky. Uh, and gummy, all three, that's not a good combination. So. Uh, no. I, I would expect them to these... be chalky like a year after release, but. I've got, it's like that, uh, like when you eat Smarties, like the after, like the tongue coating, you know, it's, oh. it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, that was a mistake to do on a podcast. Woo. <laughs> do you need a palate? Do you need a palate cleanser? Like something actually that doesn't taste like butt. <laughs> right. I do have, butt. I have I have a soda and water here, uh, caffeination and hydration. So I'm there gonna go. 
chugs some soda here. <laughs> See, now would have been the perfect time to bring back the uh, the vanilla pudding pies. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you all watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I'm aware just... of it. I've seen bits and pieces. But was... I did see the episode where I think guy he what he spent a whole bunch of money on an old outdated box of Hostess fruit pie uh, pudding pies. Yeah, yeah. So like the the time is right, right? It's back in the zeitgeist. We we need to bring it back now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you had the new Mutant Mayhem cereal yet? I have not. I can't find it anywhere. Oh. Walmart um, probably. Yeah, that's where I found mine too. Was Walmart. Yeah, it, I'll, I'll have to check it out. It's kind of like Walmart is really bad at getting stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like Apple Jacks, but without the Jacks, it's just like a really, really Apple. <laughs> Plus, like some marshmallow bits. It's all right. I don't know. Okay. It's your your typical repackaged like, hey, we got Batman cereal. Like, what well, what makes this different? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I poured it out, and my wife was like, she's like, it's cool that there's you know Ninja Turtle marshmallows, but like the cereal itself is just like flat discs it's it's so uninspired yeah i mean it's general mills uh, yeah i mean i i come to expect that from them i would imagine the cake bites would probably fare a lot better Isn't that's that? probably one of the better food products i think uh but to hear about what sergio thinks about cake that takes a whole nother podcast yeah we're not going to talk about cake here <laughs> uh that tune into my other podcast uh food time with sergio yeah uh, yeah hmm. uh, yeah, this is a really uninspired-looking cereal. Yeah. Um, what's weird to me, too, is that on the box, the turtles don't have weapons. Like, they just kind of, like, Photoshop their hands open. But if you get, yeah, like, this... What yeah. the... What? That is, that's true. I'm looking at the box. That's weird. Is this UK? <laughs> I don't know. And what's what's even weirder is that, like, if you get the frozen pizzas, they have their weapons. So, like, apparently weapons just aren't a breakfast time activity. But, like, any other meal, it's fine. Look, look, this is someone should be fired. If you're yeah. going to Photoshop their weapons out, at least replace them with spoons. Oh, man, we should we should be in branding, guys. Come on. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <sighs> oh, well, uh, well, th- that that does it for our first segment, which th- that means I'm throwing it back over to Jeff. What's next? And now it's time for Secret of the News. Uh. I, I am uh, excited to learn that all of those transitions are are unique to every episode, and it's not just a pre-recording of Jeff that's stuck in. <laughs> right? <laughs> this isn't next mutation. We're not reusing anything. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, we it's it's news time, and while we do have a main topic that I'm really excited to talk about, we do have a nice chunk of news. Uh, seeing as San Diego Comic Con is this week. We're not going to do those news top. We're not going to cover that quite yet. Let's go over a few other smaller things. And then we'll talk about NECA because they have a whole bunch of sneak peek unannounced stuff that, you know, we'll talk about. The first thing is more food. Uh, Jeff, do you want to talk about pasta? Uh, Yeah. Um, So back in the day and still, you know, now Chef Boyardee would do, you know, SpaghettiOs some with meatballs, whatever. Um, and all these different brands with, you know, different properties, including Ninja Turtles. It's the same thing. You got turtles shaped looking, you know, pasta 
it all tastes the same. They just the <laughs> shapes are different. But the, we're getting a, a, a turtles versus Shredder pasta figure without pasta, I guess inside from Super Seven. Yeah. <laughs> This is without a doubt the weirdest thing Super Seven has done, and they've done some weird stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So do y'all know like this is based on a real thing? Like back in the day, you could mail away for an exclusive Super Shredder from Chef Boyardee that was black and silver, like this Shredder is. Was that Chef Boyardee that did that? I knew that I knew that it was like a mail mail away figure, and that's why it's so rare. I thought it was Chef Boyardee. I could definitely be wrong about that, but I've. I'm not even saying you're wrong. I don't know. I, just, I, I but but I am familiar with the shredder. Um, I think like not having that context, like this is the most bizarre thing in the world. <laughs> but otherwise, it's kind of a cool homage. Still yeah. very weird though. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess to completely paint the picture here, there's a inaction a reaction figure inside of the can of basically spaghettios. And you open the can, pull out the figure, and I guess, should you choose to do so, eat the SpaghettiOs. I gotta imagine it's not actual SpaghettiOs, right? It's The, the outside says Chef Yummy Bee, Chef Mummy Bee. You thicker sauce. Huh, maybe it is, yeah. Action figure in tomato and cheese sauce. See, that doesn't sound good at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Funko selling, you know, the 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 turtles figures inside a little soda cans is adorable, right? It's like, oh, look, it's a little soda can, and there's but there's no soda in it, so it's, mm-hmm. I guess, sanitary. This is actual food. See, and this is why I don't keep my toys in the box because I I can't imagine if this is real food how rancid it's gonna smell in a couple years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, I can't get them all tinted up and yeah. Yeah. This this is this this is super weird and I really want it really badly. I I don't know where I can pre order it. Let me see if I can pre order it. I might do that now. I think it was a San Diego exclusive, wasn't it? Probably. See, I didn't even know you and you taught me something new tonight. I didn't even know there was a mail away figure and I'm looking at him and he's just it's just black shredder. Black super shredder. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's why we got the uh, the NECA figure that is basically Black Super Shredder. Yeah. Okay, well, there's that. Uh, I'll take the next news topic, and it is more... Speaking of Super 7, it's more reaction figures. Uh, and we've talked about the reaction line a lot on this show because they're always releasing new little little figures with great card art. And they're always way overpriced, but this time they're releasing four, you know, the four turtles and they're selling them as they're, they're billing them as the tune turtles. And I can't get on board with these. These are very generic looking Ninja Turtles on very generic looking card art with, with the same drawings of the turtles that we've seen over and over and over again on book bags and lunchboxes and T-shirts for the past two decades. I like to refer to them as the Hot Topic Turtles, because when Hot Topic was selling turtle stuff after, like between 2009 and 2012, like this is the kind of art they would use all the time, you know? 
And yeah, those reaction figures, I remember I picked one up at Target and like it was on a peg that had like two dollars. I'm like, there's no way it's just two dollars. I scanned it another thing. It was like sixteen bucks. I'm like, that seems like too much for me to start collecting this, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Like it is disappointing. The artwork is up until this point has been probably the highlight of that line. Definitely. And it's just so dull. And they're like, we don't want to do any more art. We're just going to dial it in. Come on, guys. Come on. Stop using, you know, stock footage images. Yeah. Yeah. Stock images. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. Like the, the card art is half the, half the purchase. And if you're not giving us good card art, then there's really no point. I'm I'm looking at the link you sent me. These are, Four of them is $72, and that's on sale. Um, no no, no shade if you collect these, if this is your bag, but that's that's too expensive for my blood, so hard pass for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, usually turtle stuff doesn't warm pegs here, but we've there have been some, some reaction turtle stuff on the, the Target shelf for quite a while, and it makes sense. Uh, let's move on to our next topic which is mutant mayhem related. Uh, it, it, Keith, is there a Cinemark theater near you? I don't think there is. Um, I know we have like the Alamo, but I don't think we have a Cinemark necessarily. Oh, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Alamo. Oh man. It's so yeah. good. It's great. Cause no one can talk. That's like everything about it is great. And also you'll get out, get kicked out for talking. So it's just like, it's icing on that cake, you know? I love it. I love it. We need every theater needs to be an Alamo. Oh yeah. Well, 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 Jeff, unfortunately we don't have any Alamos here, but we do have a Cinemark. We do. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at Cinemark theaters, uh, assuming around or on August 2nd, they will be selling team and T mutant mayhem merch. They've got uh, bag clips, plush dolls, combo and topper. So like a topper for your little, your little drink. Uh, and popcorn tins. I know that you're really into the popcorn tins, Jeff. Yes, I'm probably going to get some of the tins. I don't, I don't know about the toppers. I could take or leave, but you know, I'll. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. What other movies have they done this kind of stuff with, Jeff? Oh gosh, I like Minions. Uh, you know, the Marvel stuff, Star Wars, any anything that's big. Um, yeah. Yeah. These plushies are adorable. They, they really are. are. They're naked. I don't know why they're naked. I mean, they're always naked. Like they don't even have like <laughs> their belts. Yeah. No belts, no pads. Yeah. Uh, masks is all they have. Yeah. And those glasses. Of course. Of course. No clothes, but he's still wearing those stupid glasses. <laughs> My wife saw a, a bigger plushie they had at Target. I was like, Megan, look. And she's like, that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, do not buy that. <laughs> I was like, all right, I don't want to be judged for the rest of my life, so I'll leave this here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, why is the, the the plushies are so tall at Target? It's yeah, like a three yeah. foot tall plushie. These these bag clips are cool too. I, I I'm not a big fan of blind bag toys anymore, but if there was a Cinemark near me, I might I might be interested in those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess get those while they last uh, or while get them before they hit e- eBay. <laughs> there you go. Jeff, uh, the next one is yours. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this over to you. What is limited run games doing? 
they are doing soundtracks for all of the uh, Konami games. Uh, all, all of them. It looks to yeah. Let's see, oops, hang on. Uh, let's see, let me get past. Uh, you're getting Turtles one, two, th- uh, three. Um, both uh, Game Boy games, uh, Turtles in Time, Hyperstone Heist, and Tournament Fighter. And it just shows. It just has the Genesis box art, but I would imagine. Um, you know, the other ones would be there as well. Um, let's see. The link here shows more. Yeah. It, it looks like they're doing a game a month for one, two, three, four, five, for nine months. Yeah, you can get vinyl, you can get CDs, and you can get cassette tapes. Are cassettes coming back? <laughs> Somehow, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like cassette tapes coming back just proves that we're just rubes. We're just complete rubes. <laughs> Cause I understand vinyl being a thing. Like, mm-hmm. yes, the, the analog sound quality is technically better. Good job. You can sell us the stuff again. Cassette is a bad format. The only advantage I can see is that it doesn't skip, but like MP3 also doesn't skip. So, Right. I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've listened to cassettes. Maybe there is other sound quality benefits, but not that I'm aware of. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we we're idiots. We're, we're collectors are just idiots. Uh, it's weird. I'm looking at the the Linky All Street. I even think the Tournament Fighters art is the Japanese art. Yes, I love yeah. that. I love that art. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get me wrong. <laughs> this is going to sound very negative. I I like the fact that they're doing these. I don't think we need one for every single game. We don't. Like it should be like a collection or you know whatever. Um I might get Turtles in Time. Yeah. Does he, it has both the arcade and the console version? I I would imagine both would be on there cuz they are very different. Who is the fan? Who's just clamoring to have the fall of Foot Clan on vinyl? You'd be amazed, dude. There's a lot of chiptune fans out there. Yeah, that's very true. I'm, I'm sure there's like, I'm, I'm sure, sure some DJs out there like just like I gotta get my hands on that so I can mix it. I don't. I don't I'm not a DJ. I, I'm not a music guy, obviously. So, <laughs> but yeah. and 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 chiptune I, enthusiast, definitely. Oh yeah. I, I guess. I and. Oh, I guess I have to point out the dichotomy of chiptune music being on an analog format. That's what makes it so ironic. Yeah. Uh, hipster garbage. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, uh, I pre-ordered the first one, so I, I, I'm part of the problem, I guess. Yep. And you're going to get all of them now. Uh, oh, yeah. Leave me alone, Jeff. No. I'm, also, I'm getting to that age where I'm kind of back into physical media because it's like, all my favorite shows are coming off of streaming platforms. I'm like, wow, now I just have nothing. So <laughs> if I at least have the DVD or the vinyl, I can still enjoy it, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, Jeff is Jeff is the choir when it comes to to physical media. So yes, yes. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> the next piece of news. I'm going to give this one to Jeff as well. Uh, t- talk to us about Shredder's Revenge. Okay, so. Uh, they have shown us another trailer, uh, for the 
uh, official Dimension Shellshock uh, DLC. Sorry, I couldn't see that in the notes. Um, give us a little bit more details. Um, and uh, it's not just, you know, oh, here's like two, three more levels, you know, to... Uh, to play through. It's like a whole deal like with survival mode and stuff and you can like uh, battle through dimensions and like get, you know, upgrades and stuff and then you know, they showed off some of the new uh, different alternate skins including what looks to be the Rise Turtles. Um, So I think they're tackling, you know, just about everything. Um, But one of the coolest features is you can get a, a can of mutagen and turn into the bad guys. So you can mutate into the shredder or bebop or rocksteady. And I was like, who else? That's <laughs> very exciting. And we get to see cameos from like, uh, some of our, our favorites, including cuddly, the cowlick from the Archie comic series. Yes. So cool. Yeah. They're, they're really going kitchen, sh- k- kitchen sink with, with this game. And, and I dig it. Uh, I, I was I was kind of skeptical as to whether or not the changes they were gonna th- that they're you know implementing would really affect whether or not I want to play it more. I feel like the thing that is gonna convince me to play it more is the ability to basically tag in a villain because that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm gonna play as that vehicle that Bebop and Rocksteady had. I hope, <laughs> I hope that's an option. <laughs> <laughs> Just zip around the stage, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like, the color palettes they've come up with, like, you mentioned the Rise one. I I know I saw, like, the Playmates version in maybe, like, 2007. Like, they're they're covering quite a spread with the color palettes, it looks like, which is really cool. Yeah. And I hope that... Usagi's a a cool addition as well. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, Space Usagi's outfit is going to be in there. I dig it. I I, I think they finally convinced me that this is a really good idea. Do we have a date for this yet? Not yet. This year, I think, is is what they're saying. Only five more months. (laughs) It'll come out December 30th. 30th, yep. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this year. So I'm excited. Get your dollars ready. Um, One more piece of news before we get to the NECA stuff. And this this one I really want to get you guys' opinion on. And it's very simple news. The original 87 cartoon is going to start airing on Nickelodeon. And Paramount Plus. And Pluto TV, it sounded like. Um, yes, that's what it looks like, yes. Yeah. Pluto TV. YouTube, Pluto TV, O and O linear channels, this article says. I don't know what that is, but. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But yeah, it's like the big, the headline grabbing thing is, is Nickelodeon can finally air the original TV show. They finally have the rights to do that. I don't think they bought the show, because... That's I think that's still owned by Fred Wolf. Yeah, it would be crazy to give up his residuals for that. (laughs) Right. Uh, Is this important? I mean, I think it is. I mean, it's it's been available on Vudu. It's been available on DVD. They'll probably just use as you and I were discussing this. They'll probably just use what's already on Vudu to just move over to their other platforms instead of going in and remaster or anything now as they've done for certain things in the past they might do a forced widescreen which i hope they don't do because that just ruins 
everything when they do that because it was done in four by three. You don't like the like super zoomed in heads when everyone's no. talking. Yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> I, I can't stand it. Can I ask? So I only have this on DVD, and the DVDs are clear. Some episodes are clearly just like someone's VHS rip. Like there's still like scan lines and like wobbling in the top. Oh and yeah. Is it like that on Voodoo? If you get the digital version as well. Uh, I haven't seen any d- t- terrible scans on Voodoo, but I haven't watched the, the the really on the DVDs. The worst ones are like the first two discs mm-hmm. back before they realized, oh, wait, we can actually make money doing this. Um, <laughs> so I'd probably need to go watch those first two seasons on Voodoo, but th- they are better. Okay. But they are still standard definition. You know, they're not they're not upscaling anything. I I honestly don't. I don't think it's worth it to upscale the show personally. Like, like it wasn't made for that. It's going to look terrible. Um, I, hmm. I think, what? I think it's, some, it's pretty important. I, I'm actually surprised it has taken Nickelodeon this long to get the streaming rights to this show. Like, I mean, they've more or less owned the entire franchise since 2009. And here we are 14 years later and they're finally like, okay, we can air the thing that made it a worldwide phenomenon, you know? <laughs> Yeah, this might have been their break in case of emergency situation. It's like we have we have to do one more thing to promote this movie. Let's let's throw Fred Wolf some some, some cash. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's such a weird part of just the licensing. Just like, oh, we get the rights to everything. It's like, well, <laughs> not for this. Yeah. So actually, I kind of think they didn't do it for the movie, but they did it for our podcast getting through the entire series. We just recorded the last episode <laughs> last night. Oh, uh, wow. The day it was announced that they got the streaming rights. So we're like, ah, what a celebration for us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll that's go with fantastic. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why I really wanted to get your opinion, because in my mind, Nick, whatever is on current day Nickelodeon does not matter. Like cable is a dying format. Kids don't watch cable. They 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 just air SpongeBob like 16 hours a day. So so like at first glance this doesn't seem like that big a news, but when you you know throw in the streaming rights, that makes it a bit more more important. I'm kind of excited to see like the outpouring of people being like, what the hell is this? When they get past the first season, because. Yeah. I think a lot of people haven't watched much past that. It's like the first five episodes and maybe uh, what's the one with the pizza monsters. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, like people remember those big episodes, but like there's a lot of like really, really poor episodes of this show. And oh yeah, I very much rose colored glasses when it comes to this show. Um, it's yeah. great. I love it. But man, there's, there's some low points and, and I'm just kind of excited to see everyone experience it for the first time the way I have recently, you know, <laughs> I'll be on, I'm on the, the bleeding edge of being disappointed by Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, I, I mean, so yeah. And, and we have definitely experienced that through our watch, our watch throughs. Um, yeah, we did like season seven. I don't know how y'all are. I don't remember how y'all are doing. If you're doing the European vacation as part of season seven, cause that's like when it aired in America. Um, but like the first and that half versus the second half of season seven is just like it might as well be a different show. Like the first the European parts, so much comedy, so light on the action. And then the back half of that is so heavy action. Like it's it's ramping up for the Red Sky season, you know, so it's very heavy. Yeah. action, Very serious. 
Yeah, we have not made it. I think we're in season five is where we've made it. That, yeah, that's yeah. And, and we're going to watch season seven, you know, in production order. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm getting through seasons three and four was was tough. There's like 40 something episodes and they're mountains, maybe, man. They're like it's a it's a it's a what's the opposite yeah. of a sprint? I forget. A marathon. A marathon. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not physically active, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's there. It's it's tough. It's real tough, and we finally made it through the the hardest part, and that was three and four. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll get there. Let's get to the the, the big news, and that is San Diego Comic Con is happening this week, and as always, NECA has a booth, and they're teasing and showing off a bunch of figures that they've been working on. And boy, do they have quite a spread. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, there's the stuff that we knew was going to be there. The TMNT3 Turtles, the Kino from uh, from Secret of the Use, some new stuff. Uh, we have Baxter Stockman from the original comic. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, Savante Romero just got announced on the NECA page, but they have him in person at the, the con. Uh, let's see. There's a whole bunch of last Ronin figures we get to see everyone from Donatello to Splinter to Leonardo to Casey Jones to Fugitoid like basically the entire cast of the last Ronin is getting a fig yeah I don't think they've shown the the April one yet but like we know it's coming there there have been teases of it before yeah I guess we don't have a Casey Marie either that's true yeah uh, let's see. And then on the, the movie side, we're rounding out the, the Secret of the Use figs with uh, a two-pack of foot soldiers. We've got Professor Jordan Perry. Looks like there's two different sculpts of him. Makes uh, me Shre- so freaking happy. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm a big David Warner fan, so I have to interject. Like, I really hate that he's no longer with us uh, so he could, you know, have at least witnessed this. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly the the estate has signed off on it but i'm sure he would have signed off it anyway because he's such a nice he was an amazing just cool guy uh let's see looks like we're getting uh, another kino figure so we haven't even gotten the first one and we're already getting a foot training at kino yeah with those big red boxing gloves yep yeah. uh let's see are we getting a chunky uh foot soldier I believe so. I actually, I think I heard that that was coming with the Kino. Yeah. Is he chunky? There's a just... chunky one. The aha. Thank um, you. See, I was mentioning that last night on the podcast, and the guys didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like, I remember because he, he holds up the cannon and goes aha. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he comes <laughs> to that. I think he's in the training montage too. He's like watching two guys spar or something. He he's in the background of a couple scenes. So. Yeah. Are we going to get a vanilla ice figure at any point? I wonder? Probably. <laughs> People need to stop saying that out loud. See, <laughs> come on. Don't be hating on vanilla don't ice. Don't speak that into existence. Vanilla ice will sign anything. He will. I'm, I'm also surprised we don't have a Paige Turco April O'Neil yet. Um, I even I even tweeted her. I'm like, hey, any chance? You know, Nothing. I got nothing back. I don't think she's active on Twitter anymore, but I'm just like, come on. Either Paige Turco just is not answering their phone calls or they just know that they're going to be making Turtles figures for 37 years and they're biding their time. That, yeah. That's my theory. Um, Let's see. Wave two of the 
Universal Monsters uh, crossover. The, the, those are starting to pop up. Looks like we're getting Raphael Wolfman and Leo Creature of the Black Lagoon. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Which, I, don't announce these until we see a Shredder. I'm really surprised there hasn't been a Shredder. Because didn't, I, I think I heard that the, the box for Splinter, as Van Helsing mentioned that like Shredder was Dracula, or heavily implied it, so... I think so. Surprised that we haven't gotten that reveal yet. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I w- that's what I was expecting to see, and yeah. it was nowhere to be seen here. So I don't know. Uh, we're also getting a samurai adventure, Michelangelo in the the tune line, uh, space adventure, Donatello. Uh, I'm a, were there deep in the show were there episodes where Michelangelo was a samurai? Not that I recall, and not a space adventure, like not one that they put on spacesuits for. So these seem to be like original ideas. Uh, oh, no, no. Oh, no. I, I kind of think, because uh, there's also been a reveal of a bunch of different Usagis, I kind of think they're like making a figure to go with each Usagi, because there is like a samurai Usagi and a, and a space Usagi. Yeah. So, I don't know. And that gets me to my my problem with this. <laughs> don't change your theme. Like, your theme has been we're adapting specific characters from the TV show as they were in the TV show. Now they're just inventing stuff. Like Space Usagi was never in the original cartoon. But he, I'm not no, saying I'm but, not saying we sh- shouldn't have an action figure. I'm just saying yeah. don't brand him as a Ninja Turtles figure if he was not in the show. I mean, technically he got like a pilot pitch yeah. from the same people. Right. But he uh, wasn't in the show. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of show. a shame that didn't get it, get made. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised we haven't got any mobsters like Big Louie or uh, Don Tritelli. Like oh, that the, show is the, the that show is friggin' feather. Yeah, that show is littered with mobsters. We haven't gotten the one yet. Wasn't yeah. wasn't there two different versions of Don Tritelli? Like a slim, like yeah. Italian guy, and then like the fat Don Tritelli. Wow, what happened? What's even to... weirder is I think it was in the same season. He changed character <laughs> models within like ten episodes. Yeah, uh, like join Weight Watches. You yeah, know? and and became Italian. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, especially. yeah, yeah. What's weird is I I we, we was talking to Sergio about this. I had gone to a convention and somebody was dressed up as April, and then uh, Andre Meadows, aka Black Nerd Comedy, was dressed as Dr. Telly with like the feathers, like. Are you going around tickling people's feet? <laughs> <laughs> Such People a cool guy. That, there's there's some some risque fan art out there of Don Tertelli. Um Don't yeah. do it, kids. Say it's Sir John. Like yeah, Sir John, for real. How far how deep into the internet do you have to get to think that's a good idea? Man, it apparently awoke some some feelings in some people back in the day. <laughs> like that oh, was no. a, Feet are really big on the internet, kids. Don't Google that either. The episode (laughs) of him tickling feet was like, oh, okay. I could could draw that someday. Yeah, totally. Oh, no. It just occurred to me that feet pics are a thing and Dondra... Oh, no. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. 100%. Send all your feet pics to Sergio, care of P.O. Box. Don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) You are a fan of physical media. Holy cow. (laughs) Don't give your feet pics away when you can sell them. That's that's just business. <laughs> uh, we're getting ultimate turtles. So like an ultimate Donatello, ultimate Leonardo, presumably ultimate Raph and Mike as well. Uh, I'm assuming these will have more 
uh, accessories for them to accessorize with, which is cool. Yeah, the Leo looked like he had a like a smiling face with teeth, and the, the Donatello had like he was spinning his bow staff, much like Michelangelo's yeah. thing, which looked really cool. It really does. Uh, we, we, Jeff, Jeff, just for you, there's a giant Krang. Yeah, but he still looks like the man baby and not like the season <laughs> one muscular one, like the loyal subjects. And it I, I still don't want to get it because I don't want the man baby look. I want him to be that just WWF wrestler. You know, that's that's what I get. He is kind of doughy. Yeah. And he's like he's as tall as that diorama. I, I can't imagine him being any cheaper than like 200 bucks, you know, like in that. That's a lot of plastic to just yeah, fall off my shelf. It's probably the hundred dollar range. Like, how much have the uh, the giant turtles been? Like one twenty. Yeah, yeah. It's probably about uh, about in that same ballpark. Yeah, that seems right. Uh, now this is this is second or third hand. I've, so take this for what it is. I heard that that is not a finalized figure yet. They haven't decided if that's going to hit market for crying. For Krang, yeah. Uh, apparently oh. that came up on the Foosh cast. Mm. But again, I have not listened to the episode of the Foosh, Foosh cast where they where they, they cover that, so I could be mm. wrong. Uh, I don't want to spend $125 on a Krang. Yeah. So if it doesn't exist, I can't. Yeah. Hey, silver linings. There you go. Yeah, yeah. We, we are we, we are getting an ultimate Rex one because I missed out on the first one, and so I'm pretty stoked about that. You mean, you mean an evil Rex one? No, no. There's there's, there's already this, an ultimate Rex one. There's another ultimate in this picture. Well, yeah, that's the same one. Okay, well they just need to release it again because <laughs> I can't freaking find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting an evil one as well. It's like yeah. it's like dark. Um, I'll like, play as him in the game. The the most important figure go. of all of these is Casey Jones in a business suit. Oh my yes. god, finally it meant we manifested it. And I think we mentioned it multiple times. We did during we the did. cast. I was like, make him make him the you know, he's gotta come with all the stuff. Yeah. Oh, it, that's that, such that, a good that's, episode too. That's that's like peak eighty seven. Like it's just wild. And it's Casey one of my Jones is amazing. all-time favorites. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it captures the unique sense of humor that show had mm-hmm. in a way that yeah. most of the episodes don't. Yeah. And this figure captures that that exact same sense of humor. So good on good on you, NECA. Good job. Yeah. Uh, we're getting some more adventures, figures, Belly Bomb, uh, Mondo Gecko, which looks fantastic. And we're getting all four of the space wrestling turtles. Yes, I, I love those turtles. Yes, and they 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 look so excited to to exist. Yeah, very kindred funny. Do you all know the the origin of those outfits? No. So they uh, like between issues one and two of the original Mirage series, uh, Eastman and Laird were talking about giving them each their own costume so you could tell them apart a little better. And those were the costumes they came up with. They quickly ditched the idea. But uh, when the Archie series was being created, uh, I think Steve Murphy and Kim Mitchell came across these designs. and were like, hey, can we use these for a story? Because otherwise they'll just fall into obscurity. So that's that's like my favorite bit of trivia is like the turtles could have looked like this permanently. But it's just this like little nugget they used 
for this crazy story where they get, you know, picked up by a flying cow head and taken off to a wrestling planet. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> that's that is that's really cool. a fantastic little piece of trivia. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely picking these up. I've been a fan of these designs. I'm, some of the first comics I had were like these Wrestling Turtles comics. So definitely this is on my list to get. Yeah, yeah. And uh, of, of course, they're still NECA. These are still very much new sculpts. They haven't decided if they're doing single figs or two packs or four packs. Uh, that's all still up in the air. But I would assume when they hit stores, they're going to disappear very quickly. Yeah. That tends to happen with anything that have the, that, that you know, have the turtles on their, you know, in them. Um, Jeff, this one's for you. We're getting the pump, the, the punk turtles. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, Cause these are like some of my favorite, you know, turtles and costumes. We've talked about it. It's just fun. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm rather excited about this. Uh, they, I, again, hoping these aren't final because Raphael and Leo are, their jackets are the wrong colors. Uh, Raphael's is white and Leo's is red. So I'm like, if you're going to go show accurate, come on. And Michelangelo's is a gray. It's supposed to be dark black. So look, NECA's no, they're no stranger to inexplicable color inaccuracies. So oh, I know I'm, we're, we're, and we're talking about Renette NECA. Yeah. Yeah, I like to I like to call the red one the player two Renette. There you go. <laughs> so, yes, <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> I did I do appreciate for the Savanti Romero they didn't go the color classics route with him because he had like red horns, brown skin, and just like a tan single color or not tan excuse me dark gray single color outfit. Like they at least got the colors right this time. He looks oh, really wow. good. Does, I haven't seen these uh, these punk these punk turtles though. I'm trying to find them. Oh yeah, they're not it. Let me let me throw the link. The, the, these like the images to all these kind of trickled in <laughs> over the past two days, but yeah, check the chat; it's in there. Okay, let me see here. Because yeah, I know Neca tends to like, I guess, add stuff as the day goes on. So I know like the Leatherhead Mirage Leatherhead was just revealed today. Yep. Oh, these are cool. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, those, those are cool, dudes. Uh, yeah. If, that was my next one was was Mirage Leatherhead and also Mirage Rat King. Oh, yes. Yeah, that guy looks awesome. Yeah. And, and this Leatherhead is enormous. Yeah. So I, I'm i I'm happy with most of, you know, what what they've what they've announced. The, for the last Ronin figures, I don't know if you noticed, but behind the uh, like the normal Michelangelo, not the last Ronin Michelangelo in the window. There's like spirit versions of the other turtles there. Like kind of translucent blue, yeah. So, oh snap! I see it right now. Yeah, yeah. Possibly a teaser there. They always like to put little hidden stuff uh, in their dioramas, which are are great. Yeah, I think last year Mike on our show had mentioned that they put like a cartoon version of the Last Ronin, and I totally forgot about that. We haven't seen. I don't think we've seen anything about it since then. So, Uh right, right. As those trickle in and we actually get them in hand, or I get them in hand, because uh, I'm the sucker who's probably going to buy them all, we'll probably talk about them some more. Yeah, but, I'm running out of shelf space and wallet space, so I need to I need to be a little more picky about what I buy, I think. Definitely wrestling turtles. Probably go from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm running out of space as well, so I, I'm 
definitely being more selective. It's tough because, like, you know, I would have money to get a bigger space, except I'm spending all my money on the NECA stuff that's taking up all the space. It's a it's a vicious cycle. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And news is done. So what does that mean we're, we, we do next, Jeff? It's break time. We'll be right back. And we're back. It's time, guys. It's time for our main topic. Uh, but before we get to the main topic, which, if you've read the name of the episode, is all about movies, um, there's a little bit of housekeeping to do. This is episode 119. Next up is episode 120. Jeff, what do we do on multiples of fives? Character spotlight. Character spotlights. That's correct. Uh, typically... We would do a character spotlight, and we're going to do a character spotlight, but it's going to be a fast follow. So instead of ha- having the uh, usual two weeks between episodes, we're going to do a quick character spotlight. That way we can do Mutant Mayhem on episode 121 and it not take up the 120 slot. Does that make sense? Did, yeah. Did everything that I just said make, 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 make sense? Do you have the character picked out already, or is that uh, under tight lock and key? It's not under tight lock and key. Um it's going to be one of the mutants that's in Mutant Mayhem. Ooh. I haven't decided which one. Like, we've done Leatherhead already. We've done uh, Mondo. But we haven't done Wingnut. Mm. So, so I don't know. I don't know. Haven't It'll, done Genghis. Haven't done, uh, what's the other one? Man Ray. We Ray haven't Flay. done Man Ray. Yeah. So it'll be one of those. But haven't quite decided which one yet. If you want a really short episode, just do Superfly. Like, we don't know yet. roll credits (laughs) short episode real short episode uh and one more piece of piece of uh of of housekeeping so uh, jeff you are very familiar with uh our uh our phased approach here on uh on shellheads keith i i i know i gave you a quick and dirty dirty explanation of what it is but uh you know how we have phase one is of course the classic turtle stuff phase two is the peter laird years uh, phase three is the Nickelodeon years. Uh, well, as of August 2nd, phase four is officially starting, Jeff. Ooh, that's right. That's right. Uh, I, I, as one of the creators of Shellheads, I've just determined, you know what? Phase three has been long enough. It's time for a fresh start. And it feels like Mutant Mayhem is that fresh start. Would you agree? Henceforth, everything after Mutant Mayhem will be referred to as phase four i like it i like the the way you split up thinking about it because it's it makes a lot of sense right it's just every buyout <laughs> and then now this new movie <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah i don't i don't see nickelodeon selling them anytime soon so oh, yeah okay. no i mean it's a cash cow for them i mean yeah. all the merch there's literally every single year there has been multiple multiple pieces of merchandise and yep. that's how they make all their money yep it's it's a, it's it's a, it just prints cash. So, I don't I don't blame them. Guys, let's talk about movies. Yeah. So, Mutant Mayhem is what at this point 2 weeks away around that. Uh and the Turtles have been in a lot of films. We've talked a lot of uh, a, a lot about them on this show specifically. But we've never actually talked about them as a group of movies. You know, each one has come out at a different point in the Turtles you know, lore or turtles history. And some of them have been a miracle that they even exist. Some of them kind of flopped, even though they shouldn't have. 
Some of them were really bad. I want to go through all of them that have existed and kind of get our, you know, opinions, put them in the proper context of history and uh, maybe do some light arguing. That sound like a plan? Yeah. I, I, I don't agree with the light arguing. Um, I only know how to express myself through anger and personal attacks. So it'll be very that aggressive. sounds like arguing. Sergio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. be fine. Yes. Crack these fingers and let's get started. Okay. Ah, uh, well, you, of course, the log, most logical place to start when talking about Ninja Turtles movies is the original 1990 film. Uh, it was a, a New Line production uh, through Golden Harvest, and it, at the time, was nothing short of a production miracle. And uh, Jeff, Jeff, I know you're very familiar with the production uh, that, uh, you know, in putting this movie together. It it really set the gold standard for what a Turtles movie can be. Uh, we have not heard uh, Keith talk about the ninety the nineteen ninety movie. Uh, Keith, tell me how you're wrong about this movie. How I'm wrong about it? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and it begins. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'll be honest with you. This is my favorite of the Turtles movies. It's it's one of my favorite movies of all times too. So like it, it's, it's up there on a pedestal for me. Definitely. Um, growing up, I, I thought secret of the ooze was better, but like, as I got older, I'm like, you know, that first one's just amazing. Um, even for all of its flaws and foibles, all the like cameramen you can see in the background and, and when their lips don't match with the, the talking and whatnot, I, I love it myself. I know, I know it went through kind of a, a rough cycle. I think there's like three different editors on the movie because they just, kept leaving or getting fired. So, <laughs> um, but man, I, I love this movie. I, my wife watched it with me one time. This is the only time I've only, I've ever almost gotten divorced. All right. So, Ooh. um, <laughs> not for real. I don't, don't worry, but, uh, it's, it's not that serious a story, but, uh, the part Aww. where like they raft gets beat up, he's possibly in a coma. They go out to the farmhouse and, uh, they just, they, they put him in the tub. Um, when they showed him in the tub, my wife laughed. They're like, they just threw him in the tub. I'm like, what do you expect them to do? Like, she thought it was hilarious. I'm like, this is the emotional peak of this movie. You're laughing at it. So yeah, that's, that's, I, I looked at it with a different eye that day, but, um, my dad and I were in, uh, North Carolina. I think it's North Carolina, right? I think that's right. Yeah. Right. And, uh, we were, I, I had found like a thread on Reddit about like where that farmhouse was roughly. And we had a couple hours before our plane was taken off after we had checked out of the place we were staying. So we just, you know, two two guys with nothing to do were like, let's go find that farmhouse. So we're driving around scattershot rural North Carolina and we found it. And it looks, I mean, just the same as it does in that movie. We took a ton of pictures. I, it, it's a it's a very memorable experience for me that just even more solidifies how much I love this movie. You know, that's awesome. They do like movie screenings of the original movie at the farmhouse house these days. Which I've seen is, that, yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, Jeff, uh, where does where does the the first movie stand for you? It's, I mean, it, it it it's it's the gold standard. I mean, it's it's number one. I mean, because you know, while uh, Keith definitely has a one up on us because we've not been to the to North Carolina, <laughs> uh, so that's really cool that you've actually been to a filming location. Um. Uh, for me, it was that 
being that just you know that kid that wide-eyed kid that just was consuming everything ninja turtles and my sister took me to see uh the original film uh in theaters and it was just one of the best experiences and let's say just kind of deepened my connection with my sister she's not really into ninja turtles but she was being the good sister and taking me to see you know the movie and of course we had to get pizza afterwards and um (laughs) you know as i've gotten older you know the more and more i go back and look at the film and you know this movie went through so many trials and tribulations it is the movie that Hollywood didn't want to make. And the fact that they were able to actually pull off everything that they did. Um, you know, I, it, it's, it's really long overdue for like a nice, beautiful remaster. And you're right. Like, this movie's beautiful. Like there are shots of this yeah. movie that like are just posters, like them standing in front of the sunset or like that over the shoulder raft looking at the, at the city. Like it's a beautifully shot movie. Yeah. 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 And it, it, like, it's, it's a movie that, you know, as a kid, I was what seven when it came out. So I was right in the target audience, but I didn't fully appreciate it as much as it should have been appreciated until I started actually reading the original comics and understanding that they pulled so much of it directly out of the comics and any of the, you know, the, the, the comedy and goofy stuff was, was kind of there to make it more palatable for children because that's who they were trying to sell it to. Yeah. I've heard like it's, it is peak Ninja Turtles just across the board. Yeah. I've heard it described as like the best combination of the comics and the cartoons. I don't really agree with that because like it, it does a very good job adapting the comics, but it also does a very good job doing its own thing mm-hmm. um, with like the underground teens and Danny and all that. Because um, if you think like what they took from the cartoon is like multicolor bandanas, they like pizza, and April is a news reporter. But like there's no Krang, there's no Technodrome, there's no neutrinos, rock soldiers, like all that. But it, it took, they picked very sparsely from the cartoon to say it's a perfect meld of the two, you know? <laughs> I think they're per- like, you could throw their personalities in too because they didn't really have That's too very much true, of a personality yeah. in those original comics. Just yeah. to, to complete, you know, because like David Wise was like, okay, let's kind of distinguish everything, you know, everybody from one another. Yeah. You know? Um, but I, you know, I would say sparse, like, like a smattering of elements mm-hmm. from the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, it it was yeah. a children's movie in the '90s, and we all, we both, all three of us have watched a lot of '90s children's movies. I'm assuming, and most of them are <laughs> trash films. Yeah, yeah, so, and like like films like that are trying to capitalize on the ninja uh, aspect, like Three Ninjas. Hey, don't do oh, not speak he's... ill of Three Ninjas. Really, three ninjas, I ninjas. did not expect that. Oh yeah. I, yeah, okay. Three, three Ninjas is dope, dude. Okay. Well, all three of them. <laughs> I, I can only speak for the first one. I've watched. I've watched the one through three. Four is not good at all, but I, I enjoy the three. Colt, Tom, Tom, and Rocky. Right. That's yep. it. I can't remember my social security number, but I can remember Colt, Tom, Tom, and Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's the most important. Right. I do kind of wish, like Jeff, your your story of like seeing this for the first time is beautiful. I, I was too young to have that. Like, like this next mutation, I kind of vaguely remember seeing the third movie in theaters, but like, I'm sorry, not next mutation secret to use, 
but I kind of remember the third one in theaters, but like I was just too young to have that like formative experience. But also that means that I've loved it my whole life unconditionally. So there's that. Well, that, and that, <laughs> makes, that makes up for it. And like years yeah. and years and years later, uh, one of my friends uh, was a manager at one of the movie theaters here. And he was a manager at our Malco movie theater, which is my favorite theater. And uh, he would stay late. He's like, everybody's gone. What do you want to watch? I'm like, can we, can I bring stuff? Oh, He's like, yeah. sure. Like, can I bring Ninja Turtles? He's like, yeah. Can I watch it with subtitles? I don't care. <laughs> and so I'm watching it again in the theaters for the first time, private screening, just me and him, big ass bag of popcorn. I'm like, let's go. That's <laughs> oh, and I was just like, and I'm hearing audio and stuff that I would did not hear, you know, watching it on TV forever. Mm. So, and oh, sadly yeah. he doesn't work there anymore. And I'm like, Oh man, you're killing me. I, I got to make, you know, friends with like a, a diehard guy that could just like, Hey, let's just go watch <laughs> movies at night when everybody's gone. Totally. You know? I also but, recommend if you ever get a chance, like turn all the color off on your TV and watch it in black and white. Like it, it's the same movie, obviously, but like you can really see like all the weird little details in the costumes and stuff. It, it oh, really cool. makes it pretty crisp. Yeah. That's a cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we move on to Secret of the Use, I do want to share one more story about that first movie, and it's it's really unique to, to to me and my family. So, three years ago, they did a Fathom event where they you know showed the original movie in theaters. Cool, because uh, it was you know turning thirty or whatever. I coerced my daughter into going with me. I'm like, hey, you want to go to a movie? She's like, sure, whatever. What are we watching? <laughs> Turtles. <laughs> and so we go to the movie, we sit down, we start watching it. And my phone just starts blowing up. And I look at it. I'm like, what is, why is my phone? And, you know, I ignore the call. And it's my wife. And I'm like, she knows we're at the movie. But backstory is she was pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh. I finally am like, oh, no, what is this? And I finally answer because she called two times in a row. Oh, Answered no. it. And she says, this. and she was like, um, what do I do? I think my water broke. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and she's at home alone, and the the baby wasn't due for another, like, month and a half, two months. So she calls 911. We have to walk out of the theater. And my daughter, who, of course, she knows enough about pregnancy to, to, to know that the baby isn't due yet. And she also knows that I'm not a dude who's going to walk out of a movie. Right. So she's like – What's wrong? Is someone dead? Is someone dead? Did someone die? And I'm like, nothing's wrong. Calm down. Something's got to be wrong. Why are we leaving? Did someone die? Did someone die? She just kept asking me if someone died. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) You know, flash forward three years later, the baby's fantastic. He's two and a half years old now. Uh, We still she still has not finished that first movie. Oh, man. I, I hope that she has that memory with her the rest of her life. Because it, it, it was awesome. quite an, an adventure. What an amazing movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to uh, Secret of the Use, a not-so-amazing movie. Yeah, this one, like I said, growing up as a kid, I think I was just like right in the target audience for it. Loved it to death. Loved it more than the first one. But as I've grown over, it's it's definitely kind of become the middle of the pack for me. You know, it's it's very much just like an extended episode of the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I, I think th- th- my main point when we initially talked about this was Secret of the Use is two-thirds of a great movie. Act three is a complete tragedy. True. You know, like the part where Keto just stands up and runs 
all the way to the pier and kicks the ooze out of Shredder's hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's not good. Je- now, me and Jeff very much disagree on the quality of Seeker the Ooze. Mm. Am I right? Yeah, like so for me, like I very much had those rose-colored glasses on as a, you know as a kid. I was at, we were at a I was at the grocery store with my mom, and I saw the you know the the VHS tape, and so I'm like kind of snuck that in the shopping cart <laughs> underneath the like the stacks of like frozen pizza boxes. Um, tricky, tricky. As I had to had to you know, I probably as a kid watched this one more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I do enjoy it. Um, am I disappointed that because one parent complained that that movie that first movie is too violent? We don't. Ooh, it's got the language in it. I was like, there's like maybe three cuss words, uh, or maybe you know four if you count Tatsu saying you know swearing in Japanese, which I wouldn't learn about <laughs> until well into my twenties. I was like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. Nobody cares anymore, you know, but it's still for me. There are elements of it that I still uh, really enjoy. I like Adam Carl a bit more as Donatello than um, Corey Feldman. Um, I, you know, I think his voice kind of fit uh, the character a bit better. And I've talked to him a couple of times. He's a pretty nice guy. Cool. Yeah, the one thing that I'll never forget about Seeker of the Use is even as an idiot child, when that last scene came up and they beat, you know, was it Token Razard while dancing to ninja rap? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I, even even dumb child Sergio was like, this is really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm going to take it a step further and make you realize that they beat Pat Shredder with the power of music. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh, and also apparently, mutagen or ooze, it, it affects the way metal is shaped because he emerged from underneath, you know, you know, from underneath the pier with different armor. That makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. It would have been weird if he had fused with the pier. But if his metal if his metal changes, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been cooler had he come, came out fused with the pier. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, yeah. The end of that movie is so disappointing. The rest of it is fine. Like I, I, I have no problem with them abandoning their weapons. It, it ended up being more of a comedy. I, I do like, you know, the big dandelion and, and them trying to explain the, the TGRI ooze. Like, all of that stuff is perfectly fine. Even Toka and Razar are perfectly fine until the end. That, that's when it just completely loses me. Seems like it's a much easier watch than the first one because, like, you just kind of have it on the background. Like, it's pretty formulaic, you know, until they get to Vanilla Ice. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it, it feels like... A, its production was very much just kind of greenlit as soon as the first movie was a big hit. And they said, oh, let's put this one in the hopper and get it out as soon as possible. And that's yeah, exactly it, how it feels. It came out like almost a year to the day after the first one. Like they were trying to strike while that iron was hot. Yes. Um, I do wish I, I have the comic adaptations of these first three movies. And there is more in the comic about ninjas being master of their domain or master of their environment, whatever Leo says at the end there. And so that's why, like they stopped using their weapons because they were trying to like 
be more of a master of their environment. That's why like Michelangelo was using the yo-yo that was available and Donatello, the, uh, the little beat stick thing in the, in the opening scene, the um, combat cold cuts, combat cold yeah. cuts. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were, mm-hmm. they were improvising and using their environment instead of relying on their weapons. And I, I wish that had made it into the movie in some way. Well, that is interesting. It's also like, I, I watched parts of it the other day and like Don definitely uses his bow staff. And like, I don't think, I ever noticed that they don't really use their weapons that much until someone else pointed it out. And I want to find the first person to point it out and be like, Hey, you ruined it for everyone, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so someone it, it someone... made its way through the grapevine to everybody. And they were uh-huh. all like, Oh, they don't use their weapons. And no one realized it while they were kids, you know, <laughs> so, so someone in the production, like pulled someone aside and said, so they're not going to use their weapons at all. Really? And then the director was like, no one will notice. Trust me. Yeah. Flash forward yeah. 30 years. Uh, yeah, I I feel like just across the board, everyone feels this one is worse than the first one. But there are a lot of there, there's a lot of nostalgia tied to Seeker of the Use that a lot of people have a very inflated opinion of the, of the film. It, it's, it's just that's just how I I feel about everyone else's opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I really yeah. enjoy it, but I just think there have been better movies that have come out since this movie came out. Better Ninja Turtles, you know? Yeah. Yeah, David Warner was definitely a highlight uh, of the film. And like the original idea of him being an Utrom at the end of the film, uh, I think would have been really cool. But they didn't want to confuse the people with watching, you know, the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. I don't you understand know. why he wasn't named Baxter. He he had the same look as the cartoon Baxter. Like too, he's right, you know? it, it yeah. was right there. It was yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, it had to have been a rights thing or something. Well, Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman, like they didn't want them, or probably more maybe you know Peter, that you know they didn't want to uh, go that cartoon route, which is why Togar and Razor were there instead of Bebop and Rock City because they he did not like them. <laughs> Let's move on to Team NT three which has retroactively been called Turtles in Time. Uh, I don't like that they read, that, that it's now just kind of called Turtles in Time. It's not that. It's TMNT3. It's Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles 3. I think the tagline was the Turtles are back, dot, 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 in time. And that's just like become the title of the movie now, which is mm-hmm. odd. But. Yeah. Uh, I, I, this, this one has a very bad reputation. Like, for some reason, fans do not like this third movie very much, and I dig it. I dig it a lot. Uh, the story makes more sense than Secret of the Ooze. The we actually get some character development out of some of the turtles and their you know motivations, and some of them you know they want to stay back in the past because they want to live amongst people. Like it, it, there's really some interesting moments with the characters and the story that we don't see in a lot of turtles stuff. And I, I, I really don't understand the hate this movie gets other than of course the costumes, the costumes are kind of trash. Yeah. And it has the most action out of, out of all three. That's true. Ah, see, I'm, I'm not a fan of this movie myself. Um, <laughs> well then the, convince me. Why is it so bad? Well, in fact, I, this was the one that we didn't have the VHS of. And I asked my dad at one point, I was like, was that because you didn't like it? Or like, what, what's the story there? And he's like, by the time it came out on VHS, you didn't want it. And so I must have, <laughs> I'm an, I'm an OG hater of this movie, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's a lot of like, like 
I always hear like, okay, well, there's Leo gets in a sword fight in this movie. It's like, yeah, but that's like 18 seconds of this movie. And it ends with him using his swords as giant scissors. It, and it feels very immature throughout the whole thing. There's a bunch of like wet willy jokes. Um, it's also just like, it's not consistent with its lore. Like the idea is the time scepter is based on the mass of the person, right? So April gets replaced with with the prince guy, right? And then mm-hmm. there are four guys back in ancient Japan riding on horses close enough together that they're all four holding onto the time scepter at the same quote unquote time, which doesn't make any sense as the turtles <laughs> in the future. Um, and then somehow like Michelangelo is backwards on the horse and I, it, the movie's kind of boring too. There's, there's two different scenes of, of the turtles just falling off of horses for no reason. <laughs> and at one point they're like, well, we'll just make another time scepter. And it's like, if that was the case, why is there any urgency to this movie at all? Can't they just keep making time scepters until they can get back to the future? And then at the end, like three of them are holding onto the time scepter and it starts working. And they're like, Mikey, you got to come. It's like, well, if it's based on the mass, then why is it working at all? If there's four people in the future holding the time scepter, three people now holding the time scepter. Yeah. There's the, also the way, a part. Where yeah, I, the way like, I interpret it, interpreted that was it's going to grab whoever's closest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and that's just how it worked. But, yeah. but you're absolutely right. The whole, I, the, my biggest problem with the movie is the we're gonna make a time scepter thing because that literally goes nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. There's also a part where Splinter's like, I sense danger. It's like you sense danger 400 years ago. Like, how's that help anyone? <laughs> and then, so, I have so many uh, nitpicky complaints. Uh, so. Like, the turtles come back to the future. Three of them do. There's still one guy from the past. He's holding the time scepter. And they're like, get him! He's got the time scepter. It's like, well, if it's based on mass and transference, shouldn't he be the only one holding the time scepter in case Michelangelo holds onto it? So, like, like my, my complaints about this movie go way deeper than just, like, oh, they fight an old British dude and they don't look good. Like, there's <laughs> internal logic to it that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. If you want to enjoy this movie, to me, I think the best version of it is the manga that came out because it it diverges pretty wildly. But like the turtles like storm the castle, they get attacked by uh, these two original characters of the manga. There's this whole subplot where like so because the time center is based on mass, uh, they like throw it into a storeroom in our time. And so like (laughs) in the past, they store they uh, when it gets stolen from them, they hide it in a pig pen. And so what's happening is like all this junk that April has accumulated is getting replaced with pigs in the future. But then they also have access to all that stuff in the past to help them solve their problems. So like, I think that manga is way better than this movie personally. That's, that's the way I like to enjoy it. I you just, not fam- I'm not familiar with that, but that does sound pretty cool. Yeah. You just taught us something brand new. Cause like, I didn't even know a manga existed for that. And I'm like, hey, we're going to track that down and we're going to read it. Yeah. I'll we got to do links, that. Man. Definitely. Did they do ones for the other two films? I, not that I'm aware of. Um, there were some other like original mangas, but I don't think there were for the films necessarily. Yeah, I know they. I know they have some manga and stuff. And we and we've already covered the uh, the uh, J- uh, Japanese OVAs. Yeah. Oh, we're doing that next week. I'm pretty excited. Oh, nice. Oh, oh enjoy. Those are tough. Those are tough. Enjoy. You I, liked I've them. them. I've seen them before. I, I I did. It was an enjoyable watch. You know, it's it's something different and kind of fresh and new. And um, I mean, I wouldn't want it to go on forever, but it's only like 
45 minutes total, you know? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for what it is, it is a fun watch. If it was any more, uh, no. But it's You'd have to do it just for cast. You'd have to suck it up and do it. That's true. Uh, it, you know, all of your arguments are – they make sense. I still dig that. I watched it just the other day to make sure that my opinion was my opinion, and I still really enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I do too. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate on anyone for hating it. It's just like the things that that really bug me about movies is those internal inconsistencies, and that movie is so full of them that it just really hampers my enjoyment of it. So, and so, like I said, I have the comic ad- adaptations of these things, right? So there's in the in the comics, there's a part like at the end where Michelangelo's like, well, instead of sending me, just send one of these statues that's around. It's like that makes a lot of sense, but they don't do it. And there's also this plot of like. Uh, they they bring a watch with them so that they can grab onto the scepter at the same time because they have to grab it at the same time in the past as in the future, which also doesn't make any sense. But Donatello loses his watch. And it's like it's this big deal for like three seconds, and then they completely abandon that plot altogether. It's like why'd you even mention it? You know? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Turns out movies are hard to make. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's keep this train moving. Um, 2007, uh, part of phase two, uh, Peter Laird is in the middle of uh, like a turtle's renaissance and a new movie gets greenlit that is just entitled TMNT. Uh, it is an animated film. Uh, is it made by Imagi? Imagi? How do you pronounce that? Imagi. Imagi? They don't exist anymore, so I guess we can no. pronounce it however we want. Uh, that came out in 2007 and it... it had nothing to do with the 2K3 cartoon, but it was kind of buoyed by the the you know the resurgent resurging popularity of the turtles at the time. Um, technically, it is a the fourth movie. It is it is canonically after TMNT3. Uh, that's why there's there's a lot of you know reference there's references in the film to the earlier movies. I don't know if it has the same tone. It it, it definitely has its own thing going. Uh, but I really love TMNT three or I'm not TMNT three, the TMT movie from uh, 07. I don't like that. It was called TMNT, but that's just me. Uh, what about you, Keith? I, I really like this movie too. Um, but it's like second, third on my list right after that first one. You know, I, it's a really good movie. Um, I do think it could take place during 2003. Like there's a, there's an episode where Leo leaves to go meet the ancient one. And like, if you just cut right after that scene, like this movie fits perfectly in, into it <laughs> a little um, bit, a little bit. Yeah. I, I disagree. That's the fourth movie of like in the same continuity. I actually think next mutation is a much better continuation after turtles three. Cause like in this movie, they, they aren't in the subway layer. Like splinter has both of his ears. Um, the Easter eggs at the end, like they have the samurai armor and the time scepter and stuff, don't really yeah. make sense because they didn't bring those back with them. The time scepter was destroyed. Uh, Shredder, uh, they didn't have Shredder's helmet. It was destroyed and then refixed and then made into the Super Shredder helmet. Um, there's also like, if you look at that scene, there's Mausers and Triceraton gear and stuff. So I, I think it's kind of its own universe and maybe part of 2003. Um, that's just my opinion. But I, I really like this movie. I know it gets a lot of hate for like all the monster stuff and, and winters and whatnot. But I'm like, without that, what would they be doing? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. 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 There is like a, like a small inconsistency in the middle of the movie where they say there's X number of monsters left, but there were actually like one more than what they said. And yeah. it just seems like an editing error. Um, I also think 
like if if I could make one tweak to make this movie like infinitely better, it would be that like Leo knew that Raph was the Night Watcher. Like I think that I think that would make sense why he's so obsessed with the Night Watcher and he's just not letting on that he knows. And also earlier on we like Casey's like, dude, I knew it was you. You look like a giant metal turtle. And it's like why didn't Leo pick up on that? You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 That that, that was kind of silly. Yeah. Um, but like that aside, I I really really enjoy this movie. I think the CGI is held up really well. Uh, it's it's worth the watch. Oh, absolutely. And that the the the, the Raph Leo like fight scene is probably one of the my top five favorite turtle things in the history of turtles oh yeah if you want like just three minutes of perfect turtles like yeah that is it you know i mean i know you, you're supposed to have all the backstory of the rivalry and everything but like man that's a good fight and and it's a good fight because like raf wins and both of them lose you know like yeah physically he wins but mentally and emotionally loses that, that's what makes it such a good fight mm-hmm. what about you jeff I saw it twice in theaters and just could not have been more obsessed with it. The only like the only issues I really had with the film, besides not seeing Michelangelo uses nunchucks a lot because that was still a thing. Um, the line that Karai says to Winters is like, if we he says, if you're going to kill me, can you make it fast? It's like if we wanted you dead, you would be dead already. That should have been the line. If we wanted you hurting, you would be hurting already. I'm like, no, they don't hurt people. They kill them. They're ninjas. <laughs> oh, it's it's still a kid's movie, Jeff. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's still a kid's movie. Doesn't matter. They're ninjas. Uh, I, I, I dug all the different monsters. Oh, I did they, too. They, they, they were kind of silly, but... I'm, they're I'm kind of based off, like, like, legendary monsters, too. Like, there's a Bigfoot, there's a Jersey Devil, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that scene was incredible. Oh, yeah. like, the music was great. Uh, Kevin Smith showed up and Kevin yep. Monroe had a cameo, which was yes. nice. Yeah. Um, Nolan North is Raphael, like let's, the voice cast. I mean, you had a great cast. Um, yeah. Uh, James Arnold Taylor is Leonardo. Who's also Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Clone Wars animated. Hmm. Um, you just had a fantastic casting. Um, and it, it had that heart and, and Keith, I agree with you that it, it kind of sandwiched in, you know, the ancient one, that would have been nice. Just a little bit of extra, you know, uh, exposition. Yeah. Uh, again, for, again, for going to, to comics uh, based on movies, there were prequel comics put out for this, and the ancient one does show up in Leo's comic. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's yeah. been a while since I've read those. Yeah. 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 We'll, we, we'll definitely get to those eventually. It'll be a while, but yeah. 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 Um, it, it's definitely one of my, my, one of my top favorites. Um, I hate that we, it didn't, you know, do better because there were what, two more planned sequels. And like one of them was going to be Michelangelo joining the foot clan mm-hmm. and turning evil, which would have been an amazing emotional roller coaster for me. Um, <laughs> and there's like some leaked concept art, I think somewhere. Um, but it, it just, you know, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Th- <sighs> It, like it made money. I don't. I don't think it's technically a bomb, but it didn't make enough to justify a sequel. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think Imaji had uh, Astro Boy as well. I think that bombed. It kind of that tanked hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you two like this. I <laughs> I feel like I spent a lot of time kind of defending this movie, but I'm glad to find other fans of it. I do have a movie theater story for this, though. I totally forgot it. So okay. 
I well, I was in college when this came out, and I went and saw it with some friends. So it's like myself at the end, uh, this this gal I'm macking on next to me, and then like three buddies from high school beside her, and various other people that I knew. And uh, that Raphael and Leo fight when he breaks his swords, I like gasped. I was like, because <gasps> like that was a big deal for me, and that that whole row just looked down at me. I'm like. How are you guys not freaking out, man? This is this is all. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was my last great embarrassment. <laughs> that you you would have been kicked out of an Alamo draft house, <laughs> right? Yep, yep, I would have. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That I feel like it's a properly rated movie. I don't think it's underrated because, like, to my knowledge, it is. It's it. I don't want to say it's like widely beloved, but most people are either neutral or they love it. I don't I, I don't really know that many many people who just hate it. I think you kind of have to be like a connoisseur of Ninja Turtles to really like this one. Yeah. Uh, like like Secret of the Ooze is like your introduction. Like anyone can watch that and kind of enjoy it. But like this one, like I feel like you need to have some background and, and really enjoy the characters before coming into it to to really enjoy it. Yeah. 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 That's, that seems right. That seems right. Uh, anything else for TMNT before we move on? Uh, for me, having Splinter voiced by Mako was really cool. With the, oh, He didn't yeah. get to record a, a whole ton of stuff uh, before he passed away suddenly um, you know, when his understudy came on. And this is a, a neat connection uh, to Mutant Mayhem, uh, whose Splinter is being voiced by Jackie Chan. So Jackie was in a movie called The Big Brawl um, with Mako. He played his uncle. So I think it's kind of cool that it kind of comes full circle uh, for Master Splinter in that regard. That's awesome. That is cool. See, that's why we keep you on the show, Jeff. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) To glue all that stuff together. Yeah. There's a a cool bit when – I forget what they're doing, but like Splinter's walking through the lair – go into the fridge and he opens it up and grabs something or something. And uh, it might be when like Leo and Raph are kind of staring at each other and giving each other evil eyes and eating the cereal. Um, but he's singing this song. And I guess that song is a lullaby that his mom used to sing him. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool. That is cool. All right. Uh, well, we're so far, we've been going through them uh, in chronological order, but we're going to jump directly to the next theatrical release. Uh, and then do some cleanup at the end. Uh, and let's talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2014 CGI hybrid live action film. Is, is that is that how we refer? How do you refer to that? Because we you can't really call it a live action Ninja Turtles movie. That's true. I never thought of that. It's yeah. really a, it's a Who Framed Roger Rabbit kind of situation. So. Yeah, but the oh, don't give it that much credit. Actually, garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm not a, not a fan of this movie. Um, I would rather watch it than Turtles Three, maybe. Ouch. But, but not Ooh. not by like by a hair, like not enough to be substantial, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I... It's like if Roger Rabbit was animated in Korea on a shoestring budget. That's exactly what that would be. Like, th- I wanted to like this movie, but it's so hard to get past 
how bad it looks. Yeah. Like, even if you get – sorry. Sorry, no, sorry. Uh, let, let's give the DNA uh, – look at a smattering of uh, dude bro DNA, uh, steroids, Shrek, and Hulk babies. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it really gives like hardcore Gears of War vibes. Yeah. Yeah, turtles aren't dude bros. They're not six, seven feet tall. They're five feet tall, period. Yeah. And I'm fine with them being tall. I'm fine with them, you know, I am willing for them to make a lot of creative changes as long as it's good at the end of it, right? If you want your turtles to be tall and skinny or short and fat or however you want them, just make them good. And the art design on these turtles, it's just atrocious. It's way too busy. Way yeah. too. They, they 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 look like they were designed by fifteen year olds. It's like instead of not judging a book by its cover, like they are just like, like they were trying so hard to be like, okay, he's the nerd, so he's got like you know a Game Boy strapped to his arm and stuff. And it's like it's it's just so much stuff on them. I I'm curious how they even move. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I was watching this the other day just to, you know, again, to, to refresh my, my memory on it. And there are scenes where they're sitting inside a car or in, like in, inside a vehicle. And I'm like, there's no way that giant thing fits inside of a car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the shell is like eight, five feet tall. But like when it comes to the, the movie itself, like there there are flashes of excellence in it. They're few and far between, and most of them are humor related. Mm-hmm. Like Michelangelo is legitimately funny most of the movie. Uh, the the, ele- the the elevator sequence, like dance sequence, is widely seen as the best thing this movie has. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um. The, the like the downhill scene uh, down. It was a. It's it was like, like a trailer a, in a snows. Uh, avalanche, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like an the avalanche scene. That's really cool. Um. Yeah, those are cool, but it, to me, it felt like they like had these scenes kind of predetermined, and then just like wrote a story around it, without like, a doubt, without a it, doubt. Especially like the one that really sticks out to me is that like, so April knew the turtles when they were before they were mutated, and uh, the lab that they're in gets destroyed. She saves them, and then you could tell her just like, okay, how do we get the turtles in the sewer? So she just goes outside and just puts them on a sewer grate. It's like, why, yeah. why didn't she take them home? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Splinter learns ninjutsu from a book. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just sloppy. It's sloppy across the board, and it reeks of rewrites. Uh, it, it's very obvious that Eric Sachs, like that character, was supposed to be Shredder, and then there was so much uproar during the pr- production of the movie that they changed it to an, an, an actually a Japanese dude who has like four lines, the whole movie. It's just so sloppy. Yeah. Actually, I have the ultimate visual history and it includes like a picture of that actor, like with the shredder gauntlet and includes like lines that are like Eric Sachs is the westernized version of Oroku Saki and he is shredder. Like it was very much a last minute rewrite that they changed the character around. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it just makes the whole movie feel extremely disjointed. Like yeah. they, they, they didn't even do all the pickups they needed to make it make sense. Yeah. Well, and again, internal consistency, like we find out they're bulletproof, but then earlier in the, in the show, when like troopers storm the, the sewers, they have dark guns and they use that to knock out Raphael. And it's like, why is he 
getting punctured by darts, but also he's bulletproof. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's and that's another thing that just takes me out of the movie. I saw Kevin Eastman at a panel earlier this year talk about this movie, and he said uh, he sat down with the director, and the director was like, "I know nothing about the turtles. What's what's the deal?" And the, he said the guy kind of was half listening to him and everything, and got through the meeting. And Kevin Eastman's like, "So you don't like." why do you want to make this movie? You know, you don't seem to really like enjoy the property or anything. And the guy was like, well, Michael Bay has a jet and I don't have a jet. And I think this is going to make me enough money to buy a jet. Basically. Like he was very much in it for the paycheck and not <sighs> like, enjoy turtles or anything. It sounds like, so I have a newfound hatred for this movie and the director. <laughs> yeah. I, but it makes sense when you watch this, like it's, it's over the top action. There's, it's a shoestring plot line. You know, it, it very much it's the same Plot is Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah it really is. I it? like Amazing Spider-Man's a better movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't, don't. There's no reason for Amazing Spider-Man to catch strays today. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and, and like I don't even hate Michael Bay. Michael Bay has, you know, a, I do. He has a reputation. Yeah, I also like, like he was a producer. I, I really think we should kind of refer to these more like the Platinum Dunes movies than michael bay movies but that's yeah. just semantics so he's still attached to the new one that's supposed to be coming but who knows hmm. hopefully yeah. not we'll hopefully they'll wise up I, I i have a prediction that that movie is going to disappear into thin air if mutant mayhem is a big hit is this the one that the colonios was writing or yeah yes? the, yeah the yeah the 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 jost brothers are right. it sounded it sounded promising yeah. yeah, I haven't heard anything about it since that announcement, so I I, I wouldn't be surprised. There's a there's a podcast uh, that we talked about, and I forget I forget yeah. which episode it is, but he kind of goes into a little bit of detail about some of the stuff, and it's like you know we need to get back to that core you know ni- '90s movie feel. And I'm like, uh, yes, please. Yeah, yeah. K- K- yeah. His brother Casey was on a podcast and talked about it. it, but of course everything sounds good when you're pitching it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, up, I, I trust up, those yeah. guys to write a funny movie because they're both very funny, but I don't know if they've written movie movies. Yeah. So, we'll I don't see. Know. Uh, yeah, th- it's just a miserable watch. Halfway through the movie, every time I watch it halfway through the movie, it feels like a bad fan film that just got really out of control with its budget. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like very much an April Neal uh movie and not necessarily a turtles movie you know like she's in it way more than the turtles are yeah yeah and uh, to to her megan fox didn't ruin this movie no she's not a perfect april she's probably not even a good april but her being in the movie doesn't make it bad it's just a bad movie around her being april i would agree with that statement Yeah. yeah uh one of the best things is will arnett playing um uh, Vernon. Vernon, yes. Yes. That's that, good that man steals the show, doesn't he? <laughs> Always. He does. Always. Uh, it, let's just roll directly into the sequel to this one, because it's it's very much in the same ballpark. Yeah. It's a I, better movie. I thought so, too. Like it, They seem to kind of slim down the designs a bit. I mean, I still don't understand why Donatello has a Super Nintendo controller wrapped to his arm with a bunch of purple tape, but... I mean, Leo's just wearing pants, not the weird armor, which did, never made sense anyway because he has a shell. So yeah. uh, there were less like crass jokes. Like in the, in the first one, there's a joke about like 
his shell getting tight and stuff. And then uh, at the end, like getting on the billboard and um, like disguising themselves as a bra, like there's less adolescent stuff like that. But like, if I could describe, and I, I like this movie more than the other one, but if I could describe like in one scene, what's wrong with this movie, it's that there is a part where Casey Jones stops to take the, the wheels off of office chairs and ties them to his shoes to make skates. I'm, yeah. I'm like, that's how I would pitch this movie to someone. Like, would I enjoy the second movie? I'm like, well, what do you think of this scene? And if that doesn't seem like the stupidest thing in the world to you, you might enjoy it. But otherwise, you might not enjoy it. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Why didn't he just stumble upon rollerblades? Like, that yeah. would make more sense. I, you know, and, and my, my issue with Casey Jones is the more they make him a superhero with hockey based powers. Like that's not the point of him. He's supposed to be kind of like a DIY vigilante. He just happened to have, you know, a hockey stick and, and hockey mask, you know, and not so, a cop making yeah. him a cop is a fundamental misunderstanding of his character. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. a weird decision. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't hate that actor. What's his name? Uh, Stephen Mel. Right? Yeah. Stephen. Yeah, Stephen Amell. I don't great. hate that guy, but I don't think Casey Jones when I see his face. No, and much like Megan Fox's April O'Neil, like he didn't ruin that movie. Like it wasn't that great to begin with, and he's just also not. You know, he he did the best with what he got, and what he got wasn't great, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- what, what, like it's not great, but when I left the theater after watching this, I actually felt good because it was over. No, no, not because it was a, <laughs> but a, no, like 10 year old Sergio would have absolutely loved this movie. Yeah, it, it, it has the same hectic energy that late 90s Turtles had. And I found myself just smiling at the dumbest stuff <laughs> that the previous movie was just it, it was just a trash fire. This one was a carefully manicured trash fire that you stand in front of and say, oh, this is warm. I like this. <laughs> but you're right. It's it's not great. Bebop and Rocksteady are fun. Uh, the plot is held together with, you know, duct tape. And it, it th- there's the uh, there's the river sequence in central in south america which makes no sense to go all the way down there for one scene like it screams of what you were saying before uh keith of writing a scene and then finding a way to fit that scene into a movie yeah yeah definitely yeah jeff do you have anything to add i i'm just glad i never have to watch these movies again <laughs> i just I, I, yeah he was he was mad that i had to that i made him watch them so yeah and i was like well you're gonna watch anime so <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Turn about to play. Now, have cake. you guys ever, uh, I remember this being like a YouTube video just a couple, maybe a year before the first of these platinum news, Michael Bay movies came out, uh, that was like them as aliens from another dimension. Oh yeah. That mm-hmm. was the biggest. Yeah. Life. I think it's called like the blue door script. I think you can find a transcript of it on a line. You can find a transcript of it online. Sorry. I can't talk tonight. Um, and yeah, that's, that's insane. Like there's storms and stones and tur- turtles from other dimensions and shredder is a, a colonel trying to track them down or something. Like it's insane. It's absurd. 
Yeah, he yeah. Probably got wasted on too much cocaine one night and was like, I'll just write my own Ninja <laughs> Turtles movie. <laughs> there you go. No, you know what? All the drugs in a cocktail. The, yeah. the, and um, and we, we do kind of need to talk about that controversy because before the movie was even produced, like before it was even a, like, I, I think it was before it even had a date. Someone leaked that, oh, yeah, the turtles are aliens in this movie. And the entire nerd community lost its mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like so much so that like professional writers were writing think pieces about what it means to be a Ninja Turtle. And and I, I'll never forget it. one writer got you know like really like up his own butt about it. And he was like, if these turtles do end up being aliens, you, you, you have to you have to admit that. Alien turtles are in no way teenagers, in no way mutants, ninja, or even turtles. And I was like, slow down, buddy. (laughs) Like, I get what you're saying, and you're not wrong, but there's so much pretension in the article. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But have either of you heard of um, Drawing Blood? Yeah, yeah. I've I've read... I think is the second volume coming out soon. Uh, it's coming out soon, very soon. Yeah. Uh, I read, read the first. first yeah, I read the first uh, first series, and towards the end of it, it really touches touches on a similar controversy in the main character's uh, arc. Mm-hmm. Because and and I know I don't think you've read it, Jeff. Or it's it's a story loosely based on the experience of becoming famous. By creating a popular cartoon or, or a comic, much like uh, Kevin Eastman went through. Yeah, I think I think in the book aren't they called like the radically rearranged Ronin Ragdolls? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a fun little like little read, and I'm excited to see what they do with Volume Two. But for them to very very pointedly reference that controversy in that book makes the book like mean more to the turtles like mythos so yeah i i suggest picking that up if you haven't read it um read it again let's see that brings us to the the, like the last three or the last yeah the last three Uh, it's it's hard to how do i put this there's theatrical releases that have the full force of hollywood behind them and then there's everything else and (laughs) Regardless of how good the everything else bucket is, there's always this feeling that it's not top shelf, right? So our first stop in that journey is Turtles Forever. Technically a movie. Technically a TV movie. Yeah. It was supposed uh, to come out in theaters uh, with Fathom Events, but they canceled it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That poster's made up and everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was released, I mean, like weeks after the Nickelodeon acquisition. Or was it before? I I know it came to DVD after the acquisition. I think it was, it was like the last it might have been like it was released. And then later that week, the ink dried on the contract. Like it was it was very much in the same time frame. Yeah, yeah. it got a it got a UK release. But to my knowledge, we didn't get a US release. Yeah, like, before the buyout. Yeah, and and it's it's very much a bookend to the 2K3 series. It when it came out, I was really excited. I thought it was amazing. I it is so chock full of easter eggs and nuggets and and little oh there's that. Oh, I know that. Yeah, I read that comic. Yeah. It, like it is it is super fan servicey. 
but rewatching it over the years, it hasn't aged well. Hmm. It's still I fun. I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I remember really, really liking it because, uh, like, I remember watching it on YouTube at work. <laughs> Don't tell my <laughs> boss. Uh, yeah, and just being like, oh, man, this is amazing. But now, like, our media is so flooded with multiverses. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> I've, I've seen this story a million times at this point, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's not even a bad multiverse story. It's just if you look at the like the linkage between scenes and, like, how they convince each other to go, convince themselves to go where they go and do what they do. It's kind of far fetched. Hmm. You know, there's, it, it, it just doesn't make much sense. It's fun. Okay. I, I don't necessarily like how they portray the 87 turtles. And I think that's where you come in here, Jeff. Yeah. That that's one of my biggest complaints. Like they treat them like a joke instead of like, Oh, let's kind of have that season one style turtles where they're, you know, they're ninjas. They're still pretty confident in their skills. And, you know, they, you know, and so they just kind of wash that away and just turn them into a joke. Of course, we don't know if that was whose idea that was, but it just and then they they couldn't. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> they couldn't hire the original <laughs> actors because they didn't want to pay for, um, you know, because they were part of the Screen Actors Guild, I believe. And so it was like a whole thing and they couldn't. Either they couldn't do it because it wasn't a part of the guild, or they just didn't want to hire them. I, I think it was they couldn't work on the, f- the film because of, it wasn't a, a guild uh, project. Maybe I, I don't I've know. heard that too. Yeah, I, I know there's there's a lot of voice actors on it because there's three different versions of the turtles, you know, and there's two shredders, there's Krang, there's all of the the, the, the so so it's it's a big production when it comes to voice voice acting. Uh, but it, it does feel like a TV show. The, like the whole thing feels like a really, really shiny, polished TV show, which isn't a problem. But yeah. it does kind of put it at, at a, it, you know, in a certain framework, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, These are very much. They're not the, you know, they're not uh, David Wise Ninja Turtles. They're the. Like Michael Reeves style, where like they would trip over like a uh, like parking change. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean they're not like they're not super far fetched if you're looking at like seasons three through maybe a little bit of five turtles where they're just like they're they're beaten by everything. They're very incompetent, but like bookended of that series is season one where they're very competent, and season ten where they're very very competent. But they they chose to go with the the more goofy style, which is yeah, you know, it, it's it's polarizing, definitely. But I'm also like, you know, I've I've seen them get caught up in a net made of pizza dough and be completely incapacitated. So I don't think it's like <laughs> fully out of the realm of expectation. But I understand why people don't like it. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I watched it yesterday and I, I, it finally clicked to me what I don't like about the portrayal of, of the 87 Turtles. And that is not that they're goofy and incompetent, but they seem to have no grasp on the gravity of the situation. Mm. Like they're just mindlessly oblivious to how important what's going on is. And that was never the case in the original cartoon. They may have been really bad at what they do, but they knew that it was important. That's a fair point. Yeah. 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 And for turtles forever, it just seems like a, like a weird cosplay of the 87 cartoons. (laughs) 
See, I, I really like this movie, but I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I I feel like I know the least amount about this. Like, it's been six or eight years since I last watched it. That was only like the third time I've seen it. I need to give it another watch through. Like the rest of these movies, I've seen multiple times and or very recently. So yeah, I need to give this one another watch. Um, and I guess we have to point out that there's two cuts. There's the TV cut, and then there's the unreleased long version that apparently is lost to time. Well, yeah. un- 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 unless you find – unless you are a savvy internet user, of course. Right, right. But yeah. you're not going to stumble into a Walmart and buy a copy of it. Although, no. like, some, I, I asked the question on Reddit one time, like, what is actually cut? And it didn't seem like it was too much important stuff. You know, like, nothing plot-changing necessarily, so – True, true, but but like when it comes to like timing, uh, I think it's like twelve or thirteen minutes. Like it's a big difference. Yeah, which is weird that it doesn't it doesn't seem to affect the plot too much, you know. Yeah, let's so. see it. I have the TV edit at sixty eight minutes. I have the extended cut at eighty minutes. So yeah, yeah. there's like, it's like 12, 12 minute difference. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so that that's already hit DVD. It's on streaming platforms. It is the TV edit. When it's coming to when it's coming to DVD in the the the, the package later this year, very very soon, literally in about it's coming out next week. Yeah, it, it's oh look at that, just in time for the movie. Uh, yeah, it's probably yeah. going to be our our theory is it's going to be the slap together crap release that you know is probably still in all of Nickelodeon's warehouses that they didn't sell because people <laughs> are like, nope, we're not going to do it. So well, we're just going to slap it in here. <laughs> I hope that's not the case, but I don't think anybody at Paramount cares enough or knows enough about it. Because look what they did to the 2012 series on DVD. They just slapped oh. the same stuff well, together. So the case. We interviewed the, uh, one of the guys from MovieZing, which is the company that does it. And I guess they, they're pressing the DVDs. So it's not just like leftover DVDs or anything. Oh. So, yeah. So I guess Paramount sent them the files and they, they made it into a DVD. So, um, but oh, apparently yeah. like you're right. They only have the TV cut. They, they apparently don't have the uncut version of turtles forever. How, how does that happen? Like how, no, nobody you know, save, save projects. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. Um, it's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane to me, but yeah. hmm. I, I, and I guess they like, after we talked to them, they specifically asked or, like they heard rumblings on the internet specifically asked about that. And, and it, it, they just can't get a hold of it apparently. Yeah. Did uh, you guys ask them why? Like it was cause there's, and this is my big gripe. Cause like I'm, I'm less of a DVD fan and more of a Blu-ray and 4k fan just for quality. And mm-hmm. you know, just you know, they scratch too quickly and stuff. And you can just, you can put way more on Blu-ray and stuff because there are HD versions or upscale versions that are on multiple different, platforms um is there a reason why it's dvd i'm guessing it's just cheaper or probably should, i i and i don't you'd have to listen to the interview wink wink um but <laughs> uh, there you go <laughs> uh, i think i think like the i think he mentioned something about like they're not expecting the, the demand to be high enough to to warrant that and also i don't know that he has access to the upscales and that's right you know, more production costs for the Blu-ray, et cetera. So it's, it's all, a, it's a business decision, not an artistic decision. I gotcha. Yeah. So maybe yeah. this is like an instance of like, if the DVDs sell, they're like, Oh, well we could put this out in HD. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, business decisions always getting in the way of, of, of D- turtles disc releases. Yeah. For real. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, let's talk about Batman. Oh my God, yes. So so much. It's so good. Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out in twenty. What was it? Fourteen? No. No. Nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Kind of dropped out of nowhere. Everything went south. Yeah, yeah, in the right before, before the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this movie seems to be universally beloved. I mean, I love it, so I get it. But <laughs> Yeah, uh and maybe this is my 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 snobby moviegoer brain working against me here, but even though I can say, uh, you know, subjectively this thing is great. I love this thing. Batman's cool, all the turtles are great in it. It still feels like a cartoon show and as superbly as it's as it's animated it still feels like a tv show and what i've seen of all of the you know dc animated movies all of them have that same feel it's kind of a brand at this point Mm. and while that's perfectly fine if i saw this movie in a movie theater i feel like i would be disappointed by its quality does that make sense no. Yeah. Well, good thing it uh, came out on DVD. <laughs> right. Right. It, it, it's yeah. it is the venue matches the actual movie. So I it, this isn't a complaint. It's more of an observation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or well, like if you would compare it like like the V the you know the straight to video boom of like like in Japan the OVA like these are very much kind of in that wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just, so, you know. so, so you're saying it feels like Return of Jafar? No, not that type. What a cut! Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want that to sound like a pejorative because I do love this movie, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, good character designs, good voice acting. Um, yeah. You know, plenty of Easter eggs for the at least the opening of the 87 movie <laughs> or cartoon. Excuse me. Yep, um, yep. Yeah, I I also I think it's a market improvement over the comic that it's based on because it yeah. does away with all the stupid like dimension hopping. And I don't know if I remember, but like Batman had a big metal suit that he made. And at the end, Donatello added the ability to, to like launch a, a sewer cover off of it and like none of that's in the movie you know it, it's <laughs> it's very much more straightforward like they just live on the same planet and in a different city you know and it works really really well yeah i, I like that i like that a lot too it, it, that's actually probably my only complaint but th- like that goes back to one of my complaints about all most crossovers i don't like the idea of them just existing in the same world you know, like 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 Michelangelo can just pick up the phone and be like, what's up, Bruce? Like that. That's weird. Them being in a different dimension at least silos them off into their own worlds to where if this never happens again, it makes sense. But I want it to happen again. Yeah, <laughs> we, we need a sequel now. For real. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure there's one planned somewhere and. I mean, it, like we said, this dropped right before the pandemic. So, yeah. And to my knowledge, it, it did really well. Yeah. So, I remember yeah. like waiting because this came out on digital first. I was like, I'm going to wait for the physical copy. So I always have it. And it came with a digital copy. So, but man, yeah. I remember I, I was like, wife, you got to leave the house tonight. Like, I, I got to watch this movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
if I had any complaint about it, and I didn't even think of this until a buddy asked me, he's like, is it okay for my like five-year-old kid to watch this? I'm like, yes, but a dude gets a shuriken in the head and another guy gets his head cut off. Like there's just like a couple scenes of like very extreme violence that if they toned it down a bit, you know, make the, make the shuriken a dart that knocks him out or something like it would be perfect for a much larger age group. And I, I hadn't thought yeah. of that until he asked me that. And I was like, man, you know, it, it was, it's right there, but there's just two or three scenes that are too much, you know? Yeah. yeah. It is PG 13. So. That's true, yeah. But yeah. again, I think they could have made it PG very, very, very easily. So. See, I, I, I disagree with that in the sense of we have been just swamped, and we we've talked about this multiple times with just a watered down kids version. Like it's it's time, it's time to to grow up and let us have a bit more with our turtles, you know? Because like we've the kids have everything. The adults have nothing. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but, they either needed to, to to wash it up a little bit or lean into it. Yeah, <laughs> right? but one or the other, right? We're about to get a M-rated Last Ronin game, which I hope is going to be really good. So we'll we'll see. I I I've, I'm going to stop you there. I doubt that thing's going to be M-rated. I don't know. I like maybe I'm maybe teen almost but, teen. I'll, I'll give you teen, but, but yeah, I like seriously doubt team. it's going to be M rated. But they said, you know, oh, more mature stuff can exist. I'm like, yes, it can, because that's what the fandom is demanding. <laughs> give yeah, us, and, and, give us, and that. you know me, I'm I'm not against more mature turtle stuff. Like yeah. at this point, there's enough fans that are my age that have kind of grown out of rated PG. I don't know if a crossover with another children's property is the right venue for maturity, you know? Yeah. I'm sure both Nick and DC had a lot of say over how that movie was made. You know, <laughs> they, they weren't going to not let it be released to a younger audience. Right. Yeah. Good movie though. It, you know, I, I, I'm, I spend too much time on Reddit. Definitely. And I see a lot of people complain about Ninja Turtles, not being as good as it was or not being like their childhood, but like my three favorite movies of TMNT are from three different decades, which is just an amazing feat for a single franchise. And makes me think like we should all just open our minds up a little bit and experience it and not just like read the reviews and the rants, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's definitely a very toxic fandom. It has become a lot of that lately. There's like, Oh, I hate the original or, you know, 2k three is not good or I don't like rise. Or, you know, Mayhem looks like, you know, garbage. It's all that. I'm like, just, you know, and we talked about this, too. Like, I didn't want to watch Rise. I'm like, uh, I don't know about this. And then he sat me down and we watched a couple episodes. I was like, you're welcome. Okay. Yeah, thank you. And like now it's like one of my all time favorite iterations because it's just it's just on point yeah. all across the board. I watched it. I it. I don't think it clicked with me the way it did for other folks, but I don't like despise or hate it. Like some people seem to do. I'm just like, yeah, it's another one. Other people yeah, can it, enjoy it. I have other turtles I can enjoy, you know, if, yeah. if like, and like we said, like if you get past the first five episodes and really go that route, like it, it builds on itself mm-hmm. and it goes like there is character development. It takes a while. Yeah. But you're not going to not smile while watching that that show <laughs> and have a good time and enjoy it. Yeah. And for me, like, and let me get through this whole thing before you berate me too much. But I think the best thing that happened to rise was that it got canceled early because it allowed that show to like 
cut out a bunch of filler and really focus on the story it was trying to tell. Like you can tell when it got canceled because there were less stories about, you know, them making lemonade and more about like the shredder and, and stuff, you know, like I, 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 I could really see that. Like, that's a good it, point. It focused there, you know, I, and that's when it became like really, really good for me. But before that, I was kind of wishy-washy on it. So no, yeah. I can, no, I can see that. I definitely can see that. Uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's an interesting take. Yeah. And, and you're right. Like, we live in a world where you can't just release a Ninja Turtles thing to a specific audience and expect just that audience to be the person you're talking to, right? So, like, Rise had a very specific audience. It was young children from a very specific era, which, of course, would be today. And it was very loud. It was very hectic. It was very – it was, like, fast – Fast humor. Yeah. It was short. It was TikTok generationy. Like <laughs> it is. It's the type of turtles this this generation is hungry for, and yeah. you can see online that it did kind of resonate with younger audiences. But there is such a deep well of older turtles fans that are jaded in nine different ways and hate different versions of the turtles for seemingly. Unknown reasons yeah. that it really was doomed from the start, from the announcement. Yeah. Oh yeah. And for me, like the last bastion of any argument for for Rise is like, well, the animation's top tier, and like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm old. I have old eyes. Like, I can't hardly tell what's going on half the time. Like, <laughs> 2003, 2012 was like as fast as I can go. Outside of that, I'm like, it's just headache inducing sometimes. Uh, I, had a hard, I had a hard time watching multiple episodes in a row. I'd have to watch one and then like call tonight, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. Like, yeah. I, I'm old too. I don't know. I guess my eyes are just aren't there yet. Right. I watch uh, way too much animation and lots I, of anime. So I'm yeah. mine are just kind of like, let's go. Buddy. You're, you're adjusted to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. I'm acclimated to weird child shows. Um, and I guess that's a great a great transition to our last movie, and that is Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Netflix-produced uh, movie that was mired in development hell during the pandemic and somehow came out, what, three years after the show was canceled? Two or three years? Yeah. 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 Crazy. Um, that movie is way better than it had any business being. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, like, and I said this when we reviewed it, um, I was like, I, I – kind of like rise less now because like y'all had this <laughs> in the hopper, you know, <laughs> what was all that, all the lemonade and going to camp and, and sewer tubing about like, this was pretty cool. It's, it's a little derivative, you know, it, it's very much Terminator and last Starfighter and independence day and, and Avengers, but like, it's really good. It works really well on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is just kind of a comment on rise as a brand, like, it's the funniest Ninja Turtles has ever been. <laughs> Just Good start stuff. to finish television show movie. That is really where it earns its stripes. Uh, I can understand someone not liking the character designs and the peculiar changes that they made that they really didn't have to make. Yeah, the make it Wrath the Leader, I don't think added a whole lot personally, but but it came right, ba- right back. Yeah. With, you know, when they, when they, uh, you know, change that up, mm-hmm. it's always like, 
oh, did they go the long way around for a joke? I'm like, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it, yeah the the longest way around <laughs> for that joke. Uh, and it's it's just I feel like just some of the changes they made just they just poked the bear like the bear is there to ruin Ninja Turtles for everyone else. <laughs> They've been doing it since 1990, right? And I. I'm not opposed to April being an African-American woman, but you know by changing the race, you're poking the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Can't make everyone you know. happy. Right? Yeah. It, it, making Splinter a slob, that's poking the bear. Yeah. Why would you do that? I also, like, personally, I think it's easy to make fun of or brag on character design. Like, what? let's get a little deeper into it and tell me what's really bad about it. You know, like seeing yeah. a picture of it and being like, I don't like that. Well, that's, that's superficial at best. Like that, that's why I hate about when people say that about the third movie. I'm like, yeah, they look bad, but like, have you seen the movie? Like, what are your thoughts on it? You know, <laughs> and I feel like, yeah. I feel like we don't, I, I very re- rarely hear that about rise. It's like, if people liked it, they actually watched it. Otherwise the only thing you hear is like, well, the character design's so bad. It's like, well, yeah, but like, what do you think of the story? Like you haven't watched any of it, you know? Yeah, and, and and that's why I can appreciate your opinion so much. I didn't know I was going to, so good job. Uh, oh, good. B- because your opinion is not, is of someone who gave the show a fair shake. Mm-hmm. So many people are write the show and the movie off as oh that's garbage, blah 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 blah. Teen Titans go, blah, you know, like <laughs> without even giving it a fair shot. And I've found that anyone who give, gives it a fair shot at least understands the why it's good they may not like it but they understand oh this is why people like it you yeah. know yeah also like i think the world is big enough for teen titans and teen titans go you know that they, they they satisfy different flavors right yeah like with rise the humor comes from the the characters in the situations it's not just like oh here's a fart joke every five seconds yeah, yeah. you know and that's i think that's what propels the show and also you know the film there's not there's some dark stuff going on in that movie. Well, There's a lot of like cool body horror and, and like that dystopian future. Like it's weird to think that like the dark gritty Ninja Turtles everyone's been craving was kind of the rise movie. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was very intense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As we roll this conversation into mutant mayhem, which is, you know, where we'll end it. Paramount has been very clear that they want to leverage the Turtles property for Paramount Plus. And they've said that there's multiple projects in the works. They haven't given any details on anything. Uh, the the assumption is that there is some sort of Mutant Mayhem-related show that is going to be announced after the movie. I, I don't know if I want that, but if we're talking about multiple Turtles projects, it makes sense for one of them to be a resurrection of Rise. Because Rise replacing your favorite turtle series can be seen as an attack rise living alongside a turtle series that is more traditional is, is a much more let's all play in the, in the playground together situation. Right? So I, I personally don't think we've seen the last of rise. I could be wrong. I am wrong a lot, but that's just kind of what I'm hoping is going on. I really didn't think this movie was going to come out. Like I thought that was the end of rise, you know, and, the fact that we even got this movie is kind of kind of wild. So yeah, we thought True. it was we thought it was canceled too. 
Yeah, like, like like the ink was dry on the contract before they realized, oh, wait a minute, R- no one likes rise, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have to actually make this now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you expect out of Mutant Mayhem? Keith, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, you know, I try to keep my expectations pretty low going in because then you're not disappointed. You know, I'm the, I've seen people post like uh, when the Rise movie was coming out. I remember this because I commented on the dude's post. He's like, it, it should be an hour and 46 minutes minimum. I'm like, that is a stupid thing to set yourself up for failure about, dude. Like, so <laughs> I I try to go in with just kind of an open mind. Um, I, you know, we've seen the trailer. I'm sure we're going to get, you know. The, the super fly becomes a giant fly. Um, it seems like maybe they're teaming up with uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, at least possibly the rest of the mutants to, to stop them. But I'm just kind of looking for a good time. You know, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a summer action flick with a, a little bit of, you know, cringy teenage humor. Um, I'm sure it won't, the, the humor won't hit with me because I'm, you know, I'm what, 35 physically and 79 mentally. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so, <laughs> but I, what I've seen looks pretty good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the like the the, the style of of animation where it's like uh, it's very much Spider Verse. Um, it like just the, looks a little odd to me. But squiggly drawn looking look look. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. street like street art, like street yeah, chalk, street art. Yeah, art. yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's translated really well into the toys and everything. So uh, I I mean, it doesn't look like unwatchably bad or anything. It's just not like the style I expected. I guess I don't know. But um, expecting a lot of Easter eggs, too. I mean, we've already seen the I think the hotel they're at is called the layered. And I'm just yep. waiting. Here, here's my expectation. Here's my prediction. Um, that D is going to burn out and they're going to use that place as their layer. Oh, that'd be cool. There you go. There you go. OK. OK. <laughs> the, OK. Sorry, I'm just now getting what you're saying. That's oh, fantastic. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff, what about you? I kind of like mirroring, like, you know, Keith's uh, sentiment. Like, I I don't really have any expectations for it, because especially, like, the way I was towards Rise originally, because I'm like, nah, nah, because I'm like, we're, we're going to watch it. Um, It's, I like, I like the art style. I like the way it looks. Some of the designs I'm not grooving with, you know, as much, but I just, I want to go in, I want to be entertained, and I think from beginning to end, there's not going to be any slowdown, you know, uh, to it. And when you put people that were involved with gravity falls and Mitchell's versus the machines, mm-hmm. you know, you, you've got, and put Jackie Chan in there for good measure. You've got a, a dynamite film. Um, every clip I've seen here and there, you know, I'm trying not to watch too much. Just look like I'm like, this is this is nice. Like my only real complaint so far has been like I don't really like Donatello's voice. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of heart, uh, you know, to it as well, and tons of action. I can just I know there's it's going to be action packed. I'm really surprised they're like doubling down on the teenage part because like to me like that's the most boring part of them. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, like Mutant's cool. Ninja's yeah. cool. Turtles are awesome, but like teenagers, nah. So yeah, it depends <laughs> on the teenagers. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like your I like your statement. Like you just expect to be entertained. Like that's that's all you need. And there, there's it's perfectly plausible that I'll go into this movie hate it, and then I can always just come home and watch Batman versus Turtles again. Like there's enough out there for me to enjoy Turtles without this movie being the best thing in the world. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I might have the highest expectations out of the three of us, but not it's not really coming from the turtles side of things. Like I, I do really like it when they let the turtles be teenagers. Uh, t- too many turtle stories have them basically just being adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it is a, it's a boring aspect of the characters, but they're leaning very heavily into this one. Uh, so much so that, you know, Donatello sounds like he's 13 and his, he hasn't, you know, his voice hasn't changed yet, which is fantastic. They're voiced by teenagers. Like that's, that's kind of what it should be, at least in my mind. Uh, but my, my, my expectations are coming from the pedigree of the filmmakers, uh, and, and specifically Jeff Rowe. Have you seen Mitchell's versus the machines, Keith? I have not. I've heard amazing things though. Yes. Uh, th- there's just, it's like, Spider-Verse kind of rewrote the rules on what an animated feature could be. Mm-hmm. And Mitchell's versus the machines kind of plays into that, that realm of these can be real movies. They're not just kids animated movies. You know, th- mm-hmm. this, this isn't mega mind, you know, this, yeah. is, this, <laughs> this, this is an actual film that just happens to be animated. Yeah. And, uh, Jeff, you mentioned Gravity Falls. And I love Gravity Falls. So people that work yeah. on that are on this movie. I, I'm again trying to keep my expectations low, but they've gone up a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's it's the pedigree of the filmmakers that that has me excited. I'm gonna enjoy it anyway because it's Ninja Turtles. Just because I'm I'm a mark for Ninja Turtles. But yeah, same. <laughs> I, I, despite popular opinion, I really enjoy Seth Rogen. Yes, he talks about weed too much. That's fine. I really like Seth Rogen, his writing partner, Evan Goldberg. They usually make pretty funny movies. Uh, Jeff Rowe has a pretty good record. Brandon O'Brien has a pretty good record. He's the, he did the story like even the voice cast is amazing. Uh, if if you're into Hollywood voiced voices, obviously, uh, I know how Jeff feels about that. We're not going to rehash that argument, but uh, <laughs> It's exactly the stunt casting I expect from a big budget kids movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, do I expect there to be a whole, I, do I expect post Malone to do a lot of heavy lifting as the voice yeah. of Ray Filet? No, but I, when I hear Ray Filet talk, I'm like, Oh, look, it's posty. Hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, like so the, the kids are the stars of this. Line. The kids yeah. are the stars. The Absolutely. one that I, that I'm familiar with is the, the one that's voicing Leonardo. He has the most, experience out of the out of the four kids because he was gumball waterson on gumball mm-hmm. and uh i i think we're gonna have that that first time like probably the most brotherly like interactions with one another i mean we got that with 2k12 but like it's gonna be more like like you know i think more evident there that like you know they're just throwing their weight around like okay i'm older you're the you know you're youngest blah 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 they're all picking on each other and it's just gonna be a good time yeah yeah i like the the first couple trailers that came out with them just like playing around with watermelons on the roof because like i've mentioned this watching the 87 cartoon like one thing i like about that show is that they just hang out like they'll just watch movies together like we don't see that. that We don't yeah. see that a lot in other versions, and this is them just hanging out, being brothers, which is really cool. Yeah, and that and that is a nice touch. They did it kind of in 2K3, but not really. And then yeah. they went back to 2K12, 
and they all kind of like watch shows and stuff, which I, I really liked. But yeah, we need more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there we have it. We're up to date on Ninja Turtles movies. Uh, I, I thank both of you for taking this journey with me. It's time to wrap things up. So uh, first, let's uh, pitch to you, Keith. I invited you here because you're on a Ninja Turtles podcast. What's that all about? Yes. So I am one of the co-hosts <laughs> of uh, Ninja, Turtle, Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Uh, episodes definitely are not just an hour long, though. So <laughs> I, I joked about uh, renaming it Ninja Turtle Power Hour and a Half. Um, that hasn't really stuck yet. But uh, so every week we we review usually three episodes or three issues of a comic. Uh, we just recorded our last show for the uh, uh, the 87 series. And then I think we're doing the OVAs and the next mutation. Um, we're through the urban legends on the comics and we're going to be doing volume four and uh, 2003 after all that. So, um, and we really, we got segments too. We go through uh, like second time around little Easter eggs. We noticed anchovies things we didn't like and then i love being a turtle we talk about the things we loved about all three episodes or issues that we watched so it's myself spencer mike and uh we just uh brought cody on full time so uh, we're expanding a bit so um you can catch us on socials uh ninja turtle ph uh or ninja turtle power hour it just kind of depends on whether or not we had enough characters for it um and you can find us anywhere podcasts are sold wait we can sell these things yeah, uh, for the for the high high rate of free. <laughs> uh, well, I I thank you so much for for, for joining us. Uh, it, it's thank always you so much for having me on. I I really appreciate the opportunity just to talk turtles with new new people. This has been an amazing experience. Thanks so this, much. Yeah, this has been fantastic. Yeah, it's 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 always great hearing a, another opinion because I know all of Jeff's opinions like <laughs> pretty much. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Like when I started listening to podcasts, there were like two turtles ones there was turtles forever which is or the turtle flakes which is now turtles forever and then just like ninja turtle hour which was mostly news about ninja turtles and now like it's just exploded there's so many good podcasts out there yeah yeah oh yeah well uh i, I here's where what's the next segment jeff we, we do I, I guess we have one more segment but we've already kind of covered what that is next time on shellheads it's a character spotlight go just rewind. I already, we talked about this. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, where are you going to be between now and that and next episode? I'm going to be at the Warp Zone Arcade, Sergio. Uh, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade uh, where we provide entertainment on uh, from multiple generations. Uh, retro, modern, uh, Neo Geo goodness uh, like uh, Fatal Fury, King of Fighters. Uh, metal slug and all kinds of other great stuff on original uh arcade cabinet uh we've got you know playstation 5 switch all that good stuff um and we're on threads we're on instagram we're on facebook and on twitch and you can follow us on all of those socials uh please do um we're taking a little bit of a break for streaming right now but we're probably going to be back next week or the week after with something um We've been a little busy, so, um, and we we do retro game restorations, uh, cleaning up, uh, restoring uh, old vintage uh, cartridge-based games and stuff like that. 
uh, making them like new. Um, we also do birthday parties, tournaments, uh, events, and all kinds of other stuff. So you can uh, just follow us on all of our socials. Uh, we'll probably maybe provide those in the show notes so everybody can just go and fo- follow us. Where can yeah. we find you, Sergio? Uh, well, I actually have something to announce. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So, re- so Re-Returns? Re- re- reality Breached technically isn't back, but oh. uh, a new Reality Breached show is available as of right now. Oh. Uh, the long-awaited Downset Drip is live on YouTube. Uh, two episodes are available, uh, and for those of you who haven't been following me chatting about this stupid thing, uh, it's a video podcast about football uniforms. Oh, yeah. I need it's, to listen to that. Yeah, it's not about football. It's about clothing. So even if you don't know anything about football, but you have opinions on whether or not the Cowboys have nice jerseys, this is the show for you. I'm so sorry. Give me that name one more time. Downset Drip. Downset Drip. Okay. I will be listening to that. We have eight episodes in the hopper, ready to go, covering the entire NFL. Uh, and then we got some extra stuff coming after that. So it's 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 kind of a passion project that I've had floating in my brain for a few years now. It's great that I'm finally able to put it out there uh, just in time for the ramp up to football season. So check it out. It's on YouTube. Uh, just go to the Reality Breached page, uh, and that's where you'll find it. Uh, otherwise, I'm not doing anything else. Thank you for listening to Shellheads. Uh, <laughs> I thank everyone for watching. I thank you guys for being with me. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And I'm Keith. And we're Shellheads. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.